Hi, this is Matt Kirkegaard and welcome to a special podcast from the Australian Brews News team. Thanks to Bintani, we ran a live broadcast of the last two hours of the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beers of 2017. We broadcast live from Bolter, who ended up being named number one in the poll. I have to add that the selection of our recording venue was made soon after voting opened, and it ended up being great luck that we were there for the broadcast. While we managed to keep the show pretty much on track despite a number of planned and unplanned guests dropping by the studio, good order was lost a little towards the end once the winner had been announced. We were very surprised to have Mick Fanning and then Joel Parkinson drop by to join us, Joel having raced in, having left a wedding to celebrate with the team at Bolter. Despite a few occasional rough edges, the podcast does capture the excitement of the countdown, the surprise as the results were announced, and also how important the Gab's Hottest 100 has come to be to the Australian beer industry. Don't believe any brewer who tells you they don't care about the results. James and I would like to thank Bolter for their generosity in making their boardroom available for us to broadcast from, and for the time they gave us, especially as it became clear that we were in for an exciting finish. We would also like to thank our co-hosts Kerry Clayton and Steve Hendo-Henderson for joining us for the broadcast and for their expertise in the commentary. Thank you also to our special guests, Bolter's Scotty Hargraves, who, as you will hear, was so generous with his time that we had to shoo him out the door so he could actually celebrate the result rather than be stuck in the studio with us. Stone and Wood's Jamie Cook, who happened to be on the coast and made the effort to join us in the studio, and also happened to be there just as the final results were announced, which made for a very exciting finish. Pirate Life's Michael Cameron joined us from a very hot car park in South Australia, and Farrell's Brendan Varus called in from Western Australia. Akash's Dave Padden also accepted our call while he was pulled over on the side of a highway. We'd also like to thank Steve Jeffers, one of the founders of the Hottest 100 and also the Gabs Festival, and Phil Mattings from Bintani, both of whom had their interviews put on hold a little as we were happily gatecrashed by a couple of excited world champion surfers. Finally, thank you to Bintani, who will bring the right ingredients to your brewery, just as they do with Bolter, and also they bring you this podcast. We genuinely could not have done it without them. And without any further, further ado, here's the replay of the countdown. And welcome to the countdown of the Hottest 100 with Australian Brews News here at Bolter Brewing. We're very, very excited. It's a little bit like election day. We've got the election panel here. Uh, we've got our uh, expert panel of experts. And that's uh, a bit of amateur error creeping in right at the very start. There we go. Uh, and we've, but we are live coming from Bolter, thanks to Bintani. And uh, I'll in introduce the panel, uh, caught on the hop. Uh, and as ever, I'm joined by my good friend and editor of Australian Brews News, James Atkinson. James, welcome to Bolter, welcome to the Gold Coast, welcome to the Hottest 100. G'day, Matt. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, and thanks, Bolter, for having us. Thanks very much to Bolter uh, for having us. And we're also joined by Kerry Clayton, uh, currently head brewer at Newstead Brewing in Queensland. Uh, Kerry, thank you for coming down from the north coast to the <laughs> south coast to uh, be here as part of our uh, panel. Absolutely. Super excited to be here, Maddie. I've, uh, I've been very much enjoying the, the countdown so far, seeing what brews are, are up, and super excited ahead for the next top 20. Absolutely. We've been wanting to have you as a guest on the uh, podcast for some time and now we get to have you live in the studio at Bolter. And uh, we're also joined by <laughs> the man who was just about to take <laughs> a sip of beer before I uh, threw to him, Steve Hendo-Henderson, uh, 
best known uh, as head brewer of, and owner of Brew Cult, and more recently as uh, the Rockstar Brewer. That's right, yeah. I've just started uh, up my blog at rockstarbrewer.com and just going to write some interesting content that just happens to be in my mind at the time. So Mate, you absolutely did this week. We ran a, an article, uh, if your beer isn't in the hottest 100, and you gave some advice to brewers. Why, yeah, so correct. we'll uh, have a little bit of a look at that. And that was a great article. We Thank had a you. lot of a response to it. So uh, I, I guess the hottest 100 countdown has started. Um, we're well and truly into the, uh, the high, uh, high numbers. I think, let me see, we're into... Uh, where's my screen? We're up to 21. Um, Hendo, any thoughts about what we've seen for the uh, first 80? Good to see lots of South East Queensland, Northern New South Wales breweries represented uh, so far in the Hottest 100. Uh, I noticed that um, uh, Black Hops are already in, I think at 55. Black Hops were in. Green Beacons uh, had Green a brace Beacons of their beers in, in there. Um, even uh, White Lies has got a beer in there with their Hazy Days, so... Um, it's great to see a small brewery um, like uh, like Lee's um, um, smashing out some beer and getting enough votes to get in the hottest 100. It's great to see. And it, just to throw back to your article that you had uh, that, that we referred to, one of the things that you mentioned is we've seen this year breweries starting to go, you know, rather than say vote for us, vote for this beer. Correct, um, yeah. Because a, a lot of breweries, and uh, perhaps on Newstead we haven't seen feature... Um, too much, and it's not for you know the, the quality of their beer, but it really does seem to be important that you get behind your champion beer. Um, otherwise, if you've got a portfolio of really strong beers, they can uh, feature a little bit lower down the, uh, yeah, the like, order. Yeah, um, like you know, you, you've got to put yourself in the the mind of a of a person when they're casting their vote, and um, uh, you know the average punter doesn't want to go and vote for. Um, you know, three or four different beers from the same brewery. They like to spread their votes across multiple breweries and give, give as much love as possible. And so, um, you know, if you're a brewer who's responding to that, then, you know, channeling your marketing effort around one, maybe two beers uh, is the way to go. Kerry, um, what, what are your thoughts? Have you noticed any real trends about the styles of beers that have been uh, very popular and are uh, punching or, or any new entrants into the list this year or any uh, that have really um, jumped up this year? Yeah, this is, the, I guess, the really exciting thing about, you know, this, this sort of whole mentality of, of Hottest 100 craft beers. There's always new entries. I love seeing the ones that debut. I think last year we had nearly 30% or over 30% of the beers are actually newcomers and... Um, and I know I, I took that list last year and went to the bottle shop and, and was like, right, well, there's a, there's a whole heap of beers that I actually haven't tried here. So um, it was fun to actually use that as a basis to then go and select some, some new beers to try. Um, so, yeah, certainly seeing the newcomers on the list uh, is always very exciting. Um, I guess to, to emphasise sort of Hendo's point, it's always really good to see Queensland uh, representing on the list. I think last year we only had four breweries um, in, the, in the hottest 100, and I think we've already got over that so far, and we're, we're only up to sort of the, the, the 80 so far. So um, certainly um, I, I guess I'm one of those people too that, that do spread the love. Um, I'm a little bit biased being a Queenslander. Um, I want to see Queensland do well, and um, and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just really hoping that Tassie will, will get an entry into the the hottest 100 this year. I know they they missed out last year, and there's some cracking breweries that have come onto the scene now down in Tassie, and I'm really hopeful that they'll we'll get some representation there as well. There are, and uh, you know, one of the things that I've noticed that we we've been posting quite a bit about. Um, the hottest 100, and uh, you, you get people sort of saying, "Oh, it's just a popularity contest," and. Uh, you know, I, I get that and I get the frustration around that because you see some beers that probably 
don't have large distribution or aren't you know very broadly available doing very well in some of your favourites or some of the beers you drink a lot of um, down a little bit further. Um, or conversely, you see some beers that maybe are owned by multinational brewing companies that are very good beers and are just about everywhere, but people who are really in the craft beer bubble tend not to think too highly because of you know that, that whole political question of ownership comes in. Um, you know, where, where do you stand uh, on that, Hendo? Um, you know, do, do you think that the Hottest 100, you know, as a reflection of what is popular and hot, is a, um, you know, is a good thing? Well, absolutely. We certainly need something like this. I think um, um, to sort of get a, a, a broad, um, you know, finger on the pulse as to where the beer industry is at, where the trends are at, which styles are upcoming, which styles are sort of, you know, the trends are, are sort of coming to, coming to a conclusion. Um, you know, there's um, there's so much information to be garnished from it. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm looking at the list now um, that's really cool about the um, this year's Hottest 100 is that they have the little dots next to uh, each of the beers and that indicates whether it's from an independent brewery or whether it's a new beer or whether it was a uh, Gab's Festival beer. And that's really cool because um, I think you can actually see at a glance, you know, a lot of people say in the post Hottest 100, um, um, you know, uh, conversations that you see online, uh, why don't they do a list of the new beers? Well, now you can just see it at a glance. That's really cool. But I had a, a looking at that, um, th there is a lot to be said about reach, um, breweries with a big reach and breweries with a lot of hype. And uh, you know, I was sort of thinking through and I came up with a bit of a metric that was uh, R equals um, D, uh, DH squared. Uh, essentially, um, your rank in the Hottest 100 um, is distribution by uh, hype squared because there is a real hype factor and small yeah. breweries that create a really strong core around them and a real bit of uh, you know excitement around them can get up because they're in front of everyone's mind. Um, but then again, you can also lose that hype the bigger your distribution gets. And so bigger brands yeah. probably have a bit of a bigger pool to draw from, but they sometimes find that their drinkers aren't quite as motivated as people who are right in, you know, deeply immersed in the craft beer set. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Firstly, it's interesting that you apply a mathematical equation to it. That's the Kierkegaard formula. <laughs> <laughs> the Kierkegaard theory. Um, and um, hopefully, you know, one day it will become law. And um, <laughs> the uh, you're right, though. Um, I think at least in part, that is true, um, that, you know, um, uh, beer, craft beer drinkers, the real sort of, you know, hardcore set who, who take this very seriously are always looking for the next new thing and they always want to try something new or try the new style. And, uh, and um, uh, now, um, uh, you know, a, as you do get bigger and your distribution does grow, you see some beers in the Hottest 100, which are just stalwarts in there, you know, that... that we know, we already know, we're not even down to the top 20 yet, but we know that they're going to be in there. And um, they're both good things, you know, and, and, and that's this real melange of different beers and styles and breweries and, and, and seeing what the punters think of them at the time. It's a good snapshot. 
And I, yeah, I, cert I certainly think that those with the, the most reach and those that sell the greatest volume tend to do really well in a, in a countdown like this. After all, it is a it is a people's choice award, and it's it's very different when you compare it to something like you know the hottest 100 for Triple J, where you get everyone listening to prim primarily the same music. They're voting on the same amount of songs, and and you know even up here in Queensland, we don't get exposed to some of the fabulous beers from WA or all the ones that are available down in Victoria. But at the end of the day, it's so great to see all these beers that are making this list and it's like well that's something new that I, that I need to seek out and I need to try because there's there are there's so many cracking beers but like I, I really feel like it's such an exciting time to be part of the craft brewing industry especially in Australia as we're sort of growing from strength to strength I think the consumers becoming uh, more educated about what is independent what what does that actually mean um, and yeah, and there's there's certainly a variety of styles. It, it does seem to be that the pale ales and the IPAs are, are, are predominant again, um, but that's typically what what Australians are enjoying drinking in the craft mm. world. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how many uh, pale ales and IPAs don't feature in the top twenty. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see, I guess. Looking at um, what has actually polled so far, you, you you were talking, Hendo, about the the beers that have become stalwarts. Um, I'm just sort of trying to run the numbers on last year which beers polled between 21 to 100 yep. that I haven't seen uh, poll so far or which breweries polled yep. that haven't yep. already. So some of these, and actually I may have may have missed them, I'm not saying it's 100% accurate, but it, it's quite striking. There are quite a few breweries that I've seen that I, that, that I don't think have been in a poll so far that were last year. So unless they've jumped up in the rankings to be in the top 20. Well, we're at the, that point, I suppose, where we're getting down to the pointy end, so either they're going to be in it or not in it at all. Yeah, but I've got Hawkers, Boat Rocker, Two Brothers, La Seren, Batch, Odyssey, Bacchus, Rabbit and Spaghetti. Um, not that I've heard anything from them since last year's poll. Uh, Waywood. So quite a lot of breweries that were in it last year that so far haven't been, yep. and unless they've um, really gone to the next level they've missed out. Certainly seems that way, yeah. Mm. Sorry, no, no, I, I, I was using that time just to get a few things sort of back here. And we, we, no, I wish, you're, I wish. You're, you're the anchor, you can't do that, man. Um, <laughs> and so you did say anchor? <laughs> um, that's a change. Um, now we are, we are coming up, uh, it's a couple of minutes away from uh, 20 to 11, um, numbers 20 to 11. Um, now we have seen a couple of uh, Nipahs, the you know the, the the sexy hot beer of uh, twenty eighteen. Do you think that you know polls like this um, people vote? I mean, I certainly vote for the beers that uh, I drink all the time, not necessarily the the one offs. I want I'd, if it's a new beer, it doesn't preclude it. But if it's just a one off, you know, single batch beer, I tend to exclude it because I, I don't think that that's relevant in a vote like this. Do you think that uh, Nipahs are really entrenched in the hottest 100 and we'll see more in the top 20? Or do you think that it's a bit of a one-year, like some of the ones that James just mentioned? Oh, I think they're going to be here for a little while, the New England IPA. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very uh, uh, interesting uh, style of beer. Uh, I think Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewery said it's the Instagrammable beer. Um, my personal opinion is, uh, and I might be a little bit controversial in saying this, Australia, you're not drinking your New England IPA right. Uh, New England IPA is meant to be bought from the brewery on the day it's packed and consumed at its day it's packed. And here in Australia, we have this uh, propensity to uh, stick it in a can, uh, ship it halfway across the country and consume it days or weeks or even months later. 
and uh, that's probably that's not really how what they were intended to be. They have very very short shelf life, and um, uh, they're meant to be drunk super fresh, and that's how you get that super juicy. We, we might come to that. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw to the... Uh, we, we do have a chat room. If you're listening to this at home, yes. you can uh, join in the chat room. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, comments already. Uh, Andy Cross, so good to see four ACT beers in the top 30. Yep. Um, mm. A real hotspot for craft brewing in the country. And he says, I would have placed Sprocket higher. That's always a, a very personal thing, but we have seen it. We will be speaking to Richard Watkins uh, in... Uh, just looking at our rundown. We will have him at some stage, so just as well. And again, uh, you know... It's, it's always very hard to choose what guests we're going to feature um, in, in this. So we've chosen the, the, the guests that we've teed up based on the, the, the top performers last year. And then even then it's hard to uh, try and prognosticate when we get them on here. Um, but we had... I, I also know that I've had some comments that people have been trying to work out where their placings have been based on when we've uh, teed up guests. And that just hasn't been it at all um, because we've been trying to guess. So we do have uh, Richard Watkins coming on. And that's primarily because Bintani, world's best ingredients, handpicked by Bintani, are, are sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they, they have an interest in that brewery. But uh, it's uh, been very fortuitous, Andy. So, yes, we will be speaking to some ACT uh, brewers. Um, Benji Bowman, looking forward to trying a lot of the beers on here. Good to see some of the new beers making the cut. I've only had one of my top five in, so hoping that the other four are in the top ten. Uh, Benji, uh, let us know so. <laughs> what you're after. Um, Xenon does comment, Pirate Life down uh, from seven last year to 23. Um, and we'll be speaking to Michael Cameron in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting because Xenon uh, 2000 did hashtag Independence Matters. Um, it will be interesting to see just how much we... A couple of the high movers last year um, were uh, bought out since the last one. Um, A-Dub-Dub listening in from New Zealand. Welcome uh, from across the Dutch uh, and looking forward to our countdown in a week or so. Uh, actually, we, yeah, so are we. It'll be interesting to see what goes there. I'm learning, interested in learning a lot of beers. Um, Andy Cross uh, lets us know that they have dropped uh, 11 to 20, so let's have a look at 11 to oh. 20. Um, Hit the refresh button. Hitting the refresh button. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I was too busy uh, chatting away. And thank you. Welcome to everyone in the chat room. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's Ooh. a really cool part to, to have that sort of interaction. Ooh, well, yeah. well, there's a couple of big ones big in ones there. Big ones in there, yeah. Pirate Life Double IPA <laughs> and, and Hop Hog, Hog down to 14. Um, wow. And Pirate Life IPA um, have all taken a big drop, that's for sure. So there you go. Well, uh Xenon 2000, hashtag independence does seem to matter, certainly when it comes to the hot. Um, that said, both of those beers have increased their distribution, so maybe my, uh, my little formula might be having some... Uh, it might be becoming law. It, well, maybe. <laughs> um, let's see, we've got New England IPA, back to the brewer. So, well, Mountain Goat um, has uh, kept uh, you know, a couple of their beers uh, quite high, so they're, they're, you know, it, it doesn't preclude you from a high finish, but certainly those... Uh, I'm trying to think what what Pirate Life hasn't, um, what Pirate Life beers haven't ranked yet. Um, uh, double IPA has been in there, I think. Double IPA has been. Um, so, Mosaic. In there, mosaic, yes. Yeah, mosaic, mosaic hasn't been in there. And, and it was a big performer for them, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it ranges there. And uh, you'd have to think, Hop Hog, I, I can't see Hop any Hog. of the, un unless... Some There's uh, a couple other feral beers in there already. So, um, uh, there's... Uh, Tusk is in there. Tusk is in there? Yeah, Tusk was in at uh, 75. 
It's uh, interesting yeah. though, isn't it? It's it's basically that that whole ten are either pale ales or IPAs. We we are a nation of our our lovely pale ales, and we obviously we 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 do enjoy our hops. So it's um it's really interesting to see. It's I mean the pale ale itself. It's it's almost becoming a brand onto its own. It's uh, not necessarily. Uh, specifically related to any sort of brewery, but it is the go-to beer that I feel that uh, the, the general consumer that works into a craft brewery tends to order a, a pale ale, and uh, it's it's not surprising, therefore, that we, we see so many pale ales uh, featuring in the list. And, and for those that then, of course, um, as we've all found, I think our palates start to mature the more craft beer that, w that we consume, and uh, and you know you, you tend to generally step up to your IPAs and your double IPAs, and and some of those are, are featuring. And my goodness, I uh, I'm salivating at that that That's next good. ten. Good to that see. That said, yeah. Yeah. sorry, yeah. I, I was going to say um, yeah. we are a nation of hop lovers, but if you go to any yeah. tap uh, list at the moment, there are sours all over the place. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen too many sour style beers. Sorry, sorry. That's just our producer getting on the uh, the, the the next guest. Ah. We'll uh, sort that out. Um, we haven't seen too many sours, so whilst we're a nation of hop lovers, um, I've always said that it's hops that have driven the craft beer revival, and sours are a little bit of a pointy end um, beer. Um, the the hottest one hundred seems to bear that out. Yeah, look, um, you know, hops are, are, are popular. Have been pretty much, you know, for the for the ten years that the um, Hottest 100 has been uh, been running. Um, we haven't seen, you know, there's always been that talk that sours are going to be the next the next IPA, and and uh, that really hasn't, um, you know, uh, materialised. Um, that that sours, you know, make up a huge number um, of the of the hottest 100. They're there, but have we had any sours so far? I can't remember any. Uh a lot of like juicy um, IPA. There's been a lot of those. Whereas last year, at this point, we would have had um, a few. We would have had Wayward Sourpuss. We would have had Boat Rock and Miss Pinky. We would have had Feral Watermelon yeah. Warhead. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's been a few. There's been not much. There. What's interesting, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, sours are not necessarily a sessionable beer. So I wonder whether it's more the sessionable beers that tend to make the list rather than those those mm. ones off. I, I must say, like personally myself, I'm not a huge fan of sours, uh, but there's definitely a time and place for them. Um, you know, pairing the sours with something like cheese is, is phenomenal. Oh, yes. um, it's it's ab absolutely delicious, but it's something that I wouldn't necessarily buy time after time and therefore pr probably wouldn't w warrant a vote from me necessarily, uh, whereas the sessionable beers would probably be something that's um, that tends to be more popular. Now, we're about to have our first uh, brewery guest, uh, Dave Padden from Akasha. Um, Dave, have we got you there, Dave? You certainly do. How are you going? Good. Yes. Uh, ha happy uh, Hottest 100 day, Dave. And to you guys. Exciting stuff, eh? Mate, I almost thought that we might be able to get you in studio. I saw on your Facebook page or on your Instagram yesterday you posted a photo of the uh, Bolter Brew Deck. Uh, you, Mate, you're not still on the Gold Coast by any chance, are you? Oh, no. Well, you know I'd be there otherwise, but uh, <laughs> they missed me by a few days. I was sneaking around up there earlier in the week, but uh, that would have been nice, that's for sure. Now, mate, uh, we're sitting here. You're here with Hendo, James, and uh, Kerry Clayton. Um, what, what's there your go. take so far on the uh, well, the, the the top ninety beers? But it's um, it's it's for me sort of taking sort of you know taking the personal side of it out. It's it's pretty exciting. There's a bunch of uh, bunch of new beers. I think I've, uh, I must uh, preface this by saying I've just been bolting down the uh, the highway from Newcastle, pressing refresh on my phone, so I haven't got a, <laughs> a, de a detailed image of it. I've just pulled up 
over the side of the road for this uh, for this interview. So, uh, what I can gather, uh, sort of bowling down the freeway and pressing refresh, there's uh, it's um, it's pretty exciting, exciting time for beer. I um, I think there's a few few big guys that certainly I personally thought would be further up the list that have already come out. Um, you know, a little bit further back than I thought, but um, I think. We're going to see, I think, I haven't seen the last 10 that have come out. I'm assuming some of the, the more New England IPAs have probably popped into that list as well. Yeah, Three Ravens Juicy um, is in there, mate. So, yeah. Uh, there it is. There it is. So, so I was expecting a few of those, and that's good to see. I mean, we're, we're certainly, uh, we're a big uh, big fan of those sorts of beers. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good fun. I love this day. It sort of uh, gives you a real good snapshot of what's going on. It's good for us as a, as a brewery to get an idea of, Certainly, what uh, particularly now that there's so many people voting in this thing is that it gives us a good view of what people are enjoying, um, you know, fairly recently. Dave, you're one of Australia's um, biggest IPA enthusiasts, and that's certainly what Akasha's made its name on. What do you make of the whole juicy IPA or hazy IPA phenomenon? You guys have had had one particular crack at it, haven't you? Uh, we've done we've done a couple now, but uh, look, I, I, it was it was something we we approached. Um, gently with. We certainly didn't jump into it. We've, uh, it's very, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's, it's a very different way of brewing. Um, you know, our breweries aren't necessarily set up to do it the best way. Um, it's a different, you know, we've, we've spent many years learning how to brew and have had to turn all that on its head and, and, uh, and try and undo a lot of the hard work that we've done in the last few years. So, um, we, we enjoy them. Uh, we enjoy brewing them. Our Gadsby last year, uh, was the Lutheran Fog, which we, we jumped straight in and did a double New England IPA, as we kind of do. Um, and we were, you know, there was a lot of work that went into that beer, to uh, you know, a lot of pilots and a lot of a lot of study and a lot of talking to some of the guys over in the states to, to get that right. And it was a very very difficult beer to brew and get right, but we're, we were very happy with the results. We've released a, a single version New England IPA just uh, just locally uh, for the later last year and. I dare say you'll see uh, a couple more come out uh, from us this year. They're not beers you're going to put out in cans, though? Uh, look, it's, it's probably a... We're, there's no secret that we've made a... a, a, a we've put a big emphasis on cans in the last 12 months, which has been very successful for us. Uh, much, much more successful than we ever dreamt of. And uh, so we'll be increasing the distribution this year. Um, so you'll see a lot more... We've got cans in different parts of Australia, except New South Wales, where it's mainly been focused. But one thing we, we certainly are looking at is increasing our uh, seasonal range, uh, which we do at least one a month, uh, and getting some of those in the cans as well this year. So, um, And, yes, there will be at least one New England IPA amongst that. Dave, Matt here. Just looking at the, the, the results, um, Corbin D, uh, which got up to 25 last year as a new entrant, yep. has, has dropped yep. a little bit. I'd actually tipped it uh, uh, to, to go up this year. Um, how, how do you, f- yep. how, as a brewer, how do you feel sort of, like, do you feel a little bit of you, um, you know, <laughs> d- does it sting a little bit when you see results go up or down? Uh, for Corbin, absolutely not. We, we actually, we're pretty happy, well, actually, we're very happy with that result. We, we didn't release much of it this year or last year, so um, it's where I'm actually pretty happy with that result. It's, only, it's not too far behind where it was. To be honest, we do, I mean, you know, a lot of brewers say, yeah, we're just happy to be in 100, but we are with both of the beers that got in there. Uh, but Corbin had a very, very uh, low production run um, last year. Our focus was on our core range and getting that into cans and 
Um, it was important. Um, that was our first priority, and, and Corbin was actually our second priority, so it didn't get a lot of uh, permitted time last year, so we wasn't as much release. Each release was smaller, and, uh, and in particularly the bottle range, which is what gets out to other parts of Australia, so there wasn't much of it around, to be honest. Now, Andy Cross in the chat room um, said, Dave, is Corbin D always evolving? Uh, I preferred last year, the, the previous year's version to last year's. So that follows yeah. on a little bit from what you were saying. Um, David, it's, I think every, every beer evolves to a certain extent. Whether I, I wouldn't say that uh, yeah, for the majority of our core beers, and, and Corbin is, 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 I guess we view it as a core beer, we don't go around changing hops around for availability. Ups and stuff. We have very very tight contracts so we do get the hops that we want for it. The only things we really change are to try and uh, to try and flatten out the seasonality of, of certain ingredients. So not really, no. Um, I think as brewers we're continually evolving as brewers and brewing better and you know we, we try and brew better beer every year but essentially the, the recipe if you like for that beer has remained pretty much unchanged since we first released it. There you go, Dave. Now, we know you're uh, pulled over beside the, uh, the the highway, so we'd probably better let you go. I'm, I'm just trying to think, are there any beers that haven't meddled yet? So we're just all posing for a selfie. <laughs> we go. Good multitasking, Matt. Good multitasking. Uh, oh, well, mate, it, let everyone know how the sausage is being made is my philosophy. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think, we've, as the results go through, is there anything that you, uh, as we come up to the top ten, anything that you'd like to see you know, cropping into the top ten from Akasha? Look, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with the two beers that we got. Uh, that's uh, that's honest. Uh, Hopsmith is uh, Hopsmith is, is certainly our, um, our 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 flagship. Um, so to see Hopsmith come from I think it was 100 last year up into the 50s this year is is awesome. And we're in, I'm incredibly proud and happy of all of our team um, for that to happen. Um, probably the one out of the, the two that are, they're in there called Hopsmith, the ones we want to make sure are in there. And probably the one that I even personally had a hope would make an appearance in the 100 was uh, the Luke 1 Fog, our, our Gabs beer from last year. Um, it was in the in the top three from Gabs. We were incredibly proud of it. I kind of hope it got in there, but uh, I dare say it's not going to make the top 10, unfortunately. i tell you what, our, the top 200 is going to be a very interesting read this year. Yeah, I think it was last year too. It's, it's, almost, it's almost as fun as the, uh, the top 100 to see what almost got in there. So, uh, well, we're about to see uh, number 10 drop, so we'll let you go. What's your tip for number one? Uh, Bolter XBA. Oh, big call. There you go. We've already had a couple of people who have questioned us about whether we uh, had some inside information, but we booked this in well before the voting <laughs> closed, uh, only because last year we did Sydney and I flew to Sydney, so uh, this was uh, James Atkinson's chance to come up to the, uh, the the Gold Coast. And we definitely didn't fly you, we, we didn't fly you down to Sydney because we thought Staves was going to top the poll. As much as I love Staves and I love those guys, um, I don't think they would have fancied themselves for top top placing. Did the they pole. make the top 200 last year? No, I doubt no. it. I very much doubt it. <laughs> I just wanted to hop, hobnob with Mick Fanning and he hasn't put in an appearance so we'll see if he, uh, he turns must. up a little bit no, later. There's still time. There's still time, boys. There's still time. Plenty of opportunities to come, hopefully. Good on you. Thanks Good for joining result, us, Dave. Dave and uh, all, all the best for the uh, top 10. Hopefully we'll get to have a beer with you uh, very soon. Mate, I look forward to it. Thank you all. You have a great afternoon. Talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. There you go. So we're coming up to the top 10. Um, yeah, there's some interesting comments in the... Uh, everyone's starting to uh, prognosticate in the chat room. 
Um, Phil uh, Gillemont, who is a... Bowen Phil. Bowen Hill. Bowen, Bowen Phil. Phil. He, uh, are we looking at seven new beers in the top ten? Um, and, uh, could be. We could well be. That's well, I think, I think last year we, we had four newbies in the top ten, so it's not to say that, uh, yeah, we, ca we can't get some more in there this year. It's exciting. We're with the bullet, so we're anxiously waiting down. Has the uh, We're rolling up to half past now. Fresh Has refresh. the uh, fresh, refresh, refresh, refresh. Keju Crush. There we go. There we go. Good. Uh, oh, that's such a good beer, though. <laughs> I love those guys, good too. Good beer, great branding, awesome yeah. artwork. Well done. Well and actually, done. I think last year it had only been around for about five minutes and it came into the poll at around 50-odd. So, yeah, it's amazing well to see done. it get up to that level. High fives, Nat. You're a legend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, we actually, James, you suggested getting uh, Nat on um, and I just couldn't quite work it into the uh, schedule. So, um, what do we think? Look, I have to say, uh, no, no offence to... I'm not a big fruit beer sort of guy. I, I don't mind a little bit of fruit, you know, the classic uh, cherry sour or something like There's that. There's no fruit in Kaiju Crush, though. No, 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 but, but that, those fruit flavours, I, I just sort of think that um, beer's a beer. And, uh, you know, so, same with sours. I, I, was at a bottle, I was at a bar the other day um, and it was just like working your way through a packet of Zupa Dupa sours. <laughs> um, it was, you know, raspberry sour, strawberry sour, cherry sour, and it was just, you know... It, 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 I didn't want to be drinking eating icebox. I wanted to be uh, drinking a beer, and uh, they, they were a little bit same, and uh, not too many of them I would have had a second of, um, even if they were well, well made. So, but that, that's just where personal preference very much comes in. Look, I think we're seeing Kaiju Crush in at number ten uh, kind of highlights uh, a few of the things that I said uh, on my blog or in the, in the article earlier this week. Um, in that, uh, you know, Kaiju Crush is a beer that sort of. Uh, grown in production, it's very high quality, well made, um, uh, has very strong branding. I think I particularly called out Kaiju in in uh, in that uh, in that article, uh, and uh, their distribution is just on the up. I think I'm starting to see it at Dan Murphy's now, even. Yeah, abso uh, absolutely. So it's getting into more people's hands, and um, it's a cracking beer. And that's an example of how, you know, what I think Hottest 100 polling can do for it's, a brand. Yep. Dan Murphy's called out Kaiju as being one of the brands that they'd seen, um, you know, explode in the poll last year and they wanted to get it in their stores yeah. off the yeah, back of absolutely. that, which is a, a pretty massive coup. Um, and and, and the, th the thing is, I, I love uh, the Kaiju branding. I mean, the moment you look at any Kaiju beer, you just, it's instantly recognisable. It's, they're so well done. Absolutely. And it's, it was interesting, actually. I spent uh, Oktoberfest over in Munich with uh, Nat and Callum from Kaiju. And it was interesting hearing the story, actually, behind Kaiju Crush and, and the rise and rise and rise of it. And now it's it's primarily 90% of their production. They, mm. they can't keep up with demand. And what a wonderful problem to have. Like, yep. credit to those guys. Um, it is it is a cracking beer and uh, one that is definitely... Um, Certainly consumed best fresh, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's well deserving of a of a top ten place. It's mm. kind of ima interesting imagining those guys in an environment where they would have been drinking lagers, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like just considering the brewery's own output. Um, were they were they kind of talking about 
it being, you know, maybe introducing some of what they'd seen in Oktoberfest into their own range or...? Well, yeah, I mean, certainly uh, there's no place like Germany to, to have yeah. a good lager. Um, I, I myself, uh, I'm not a huge fan. I think as, as a lot of sort of, I think, craft brewers in Australia aren't massive fans of lagers, but I actually think there's... Um, it's going to come onto its own. I, th I feel like craft brewers, brewers as a, as a general sort of population, we've done ales to the nth degree, but... I wouldn't mind betting that in, in 2018 we start to see more craft lagers being produced. Um, so, so something that might be a little bit more hot forward like a, a Pilsner and so forth. Um, I think they'll start, brewers will start to, to play around with some of those lagers and at the end of the day, uh, a good brewer is, is one that does a good lager Bloody because um, certainly yeah, any faults in the beer are, are very detectable in a yes, lager compared yes. to an ale. So and you yeah. certainly can't take the fashionability out of, uh, fashionability out of um, the, the beer market. You know, it's, it's the hype and it's things that people want and uh, you know, we, we're always changing the, 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 the styles and it's been the hop-driven ales have really ignited the passion for craft beer, but lagers became as broadly popular as they were for a very good reason, and that's because people like drinking them. And uh, you know, particularly in Queensland, which is a hot climate, we've seen just about every new brewery recently launch um, or very quickly come out with a, you know, a good pilsner um, or, or, or a lager. And you know, Bolter, um, their, their lager's at 42, which is one of the highest polling um, lagers in the hottest 100 uh, for some time. Slipstream recently launched with a um, Pilsner. Um, we, we are seeing more and more breweries doing it. And, you know, I, I think that's because the circle is starting to turn. And, you know, Golden Isles were very popular for a good reason, but you can't go past a really good uh, Pilsner. And uh, I, one thing we haven't seen is some nice New World Pilsners um, really hitting the fore. You know, yeah. with, with uh, New World hops or some of the hop characters. Yeah, that's, that's certainly something I'd love to see a lot more of. You know, you, when you go to New Zealand... NZ Pilsner, I, I love it. I, I, I love that style. It's just so good to drink, so aromatic and delicious. It's great. Um, well, the highest polling lager in the Hottest 100 was in the very first year in Napstein, which I think was number four. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they've discontinued it. I it know. Was, they were so far it's ahead of the market. Such um, a good beer. Such a Nelson Sauvignon. It was the beer was that really, before Pacific Ale, before, yep. I think it was one of the beers that really introduced me to South Pacific hops. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a shame it's been discontinued because I'd love to see something like that and, and, and uh, being produced again uh, in Australia or accessible to consumers in Australia. It'd be great. By the way, I just got a bit of mail that a bloke by the name of Mick, who's good at surfing, just rocked into Bolton. Did he? Yeah, he, must right have, he must have been listening at <laughs> home <laughs> and thought, I'd better in get down and... Uh, mine's run out. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd, I'd better go and say good day to Matt. Um. <laughs> Sorry, got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if I tap on the window loud enough, he'll just go, oh, yeah. Hendo, I'll get him a Well, we might have to see if we can get him in here for a chat. Well, Hendo, you're, you're in the guest chair, so if, if he comes up, yeah, you get punted. Yeah, and you suddenly <laughs> become <laughs> a social <laughs> media <laughs> photographer. Um, now, we are coming up to uh, 2.40 when we're going to see number nine. And I think on the schedule, um, we've got Michael Cameron from Pirate Life about to join us fairly soon. So we might even get him on the phone in, in a few minutes and... Uh, see how long we can keep him on and uh, have a bit of a chat about Pirate Life. So what now what from Pirate Life uh, would we expect to be coming up? I think it's been pale. I've seen throwback. Uh, That's I right. Mosaic was uh, James's. Uh, we've Mosaic seen a lot of them. So there does seem to have seen. been a little bit of a... Uh, and actually, know? I think, I think um, 
mosaic I don't believe would have been around for last year's poll no. actually no it was a new one it was only yeah. released in yeah. about January last year I and think obviously took out champion IPA um, at the um, yeah. CBIA a craft beer awards um, in July and absolutely cracking beer so we might try and get a uh, Michael uh, queued up and, and ready to go um, I'm just should uh, we get beers like I need a beer <laughs> Well, mate, you're welcome. Bear, bear, just bear with us, <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you hear a thump, that's Hendo putting his yeah. uh, headset down. Mate, you, you, you're welcome to go down. Just say you're with me. Um, yeah, yeah. Or so say you're with Mick. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and see what they say. Um, but while you do that, Hendo, if you want to go down and get us all a beer. Um, what do you have in there, anyway? Mate, you choose. We're, we're, we've no, nothing too heavy. We've still no, got no, another. No. We're, yeah, we're, we're we've still got another two oh, hours oh, of. Oh, I think um, we were talking about lagers. Let's get the pills now. Sexy pants. Very. Oh, I've, oh, that. What'd you call get outside of here? This is not good radio, guys. No, no, it's um, not. I, I'll have a strong pail. <laughs> strong pail. <laughs> All right. I'll have a sexy pants. Sexy pants. <laughs> which, 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 which listeners, just just so you know, it is not uh, that that's not inappropriate uh, talk. It is the name of a beer. You can walk into a bar and say, "Do you have sexy pants?" and uh, not get slapped. Carrie. <laughs> um, XPA for me. Right. I'm going to sample some of the uh, that one of the top ten beers that okay. uh, hopefully will be. Coming up shortly. I'll be right back then. <laughs> so we're good. So uh, yeah, we're, we're getting Michael Cameron on in just a minute. But one of the things I have noticed is that you know uh, we have mentioned independence matters, and we've seen a little bit of a um, drop for some of the uh, you know traditional um, you know high featuring uh, brewers. But we've also seen um, beers from Squires and CUB um, do quite well. Uh, um, Furphy has uh, polled quite strongly. I'm even looking at a couple of the Yak beers. Wild Yak uh, made the top 30, you know, made the top um, 30. And um, I thought there was... I think uh, the Fat Yak as well was in that there. Was fat in Yak, there. yeah, I was just yep. looking for that. Um, What's interesting though, I guess, going back to our point before, is I, I believe that they only nominated a, a few beers. So is that a better strategy at the end of the day than nominating a whole Did they? I didn't see that, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Well, that goes to Hendo's style. I guess they want to uh, to try and put their favourites in and, and mm. see what comes. Mm. 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 But interesting, uh, just going back to the Kaiju Crush, obviously cracking beer, um, fil to filter or not to filter? That's uh, probably my only, only interesting aspect to the Kaiju Crush, obviously being an unfiltered beer, nice and hazy. Um, obviously with the New England IPAs that are coming up again, nice and hazy people s tend to enjoy it but at the end of the day i i, I don't know i i'm not sure whether australians are fully on board with the haziness of beer i, I feel like australians as beer drinkers actually like the the clean style of beers um but yeah maybe well that's where you've got to be a bit cautious about equating um you know the results of the hottest 100 with the, the more mainstream beer market and, you know, some of the brands that we're seeing already figuring in the Hottest 100 are very small brands, you know. The, 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 their distribution is very limited. So, yeah, it's, it's sort but of... Number nine's dropped. Okay, uh, what have we got? Now, talking about uh, hype versus distribution, Beechworth Pale Ale, um, American Pale Ale from Bridge Road, a really solid um, 
it, it's a, that's a really, really solid uh, number nine, isn't it? Like, it, it's a beer that doesn't have a lot of hype, but it is just a constant performer. And um, up from 13 last year as well, so jumping four spots into the top 10, which is, I'd say, Ben would be pretty stoked with that. I think Ben would be very stoked with that, but, you know, I, I would say that that's a bit of a surprise because it's a beer that doesn't get a lot of social media love. It doesn't have a lot of, um, you know, hype, but it's just highly regarded and very well respected. And again, a pale ale. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Uh, again, goes back to that sessionability. Um, I, I, I actually love this pale ale. If it's, again, accessibility in Queensland's fairly limited, but um, it's it's an easy drinking beer. So it's it's one that you can actually you know have quite a few of without getting into too much trouble. And we've got uh, Michael Cameron from Pirate Life uh, on on the air. MC, welcome to uh, Australian Brews News Live Hottest 100 Countdown, brought to you by Bintani. That's a mouthful. Oh, great. Yeah, it is indeed. Great, mate. How are you? <laughs> good, mate. Good. Uh, how are you? Where are you enjoying the uh, Hottest 100 down? Mate, the very famous Gilbert, Gilbert Street Hotel. There I, you uh, go. I walk, I, I walk three doors down the road from home and uh, put my feet up in the 42-degree heat. She's a bit of a battle, but we've got a good crowd and, uh, and the beers are going down well, so that's good. That's good. I hear that Adelaide has a very dry heat, though. It's a bit sticky up here in uh, on the sunshine on the Gold Coast. Yeah, no, it's uh, certainly much drier, but it, uh, once you get up to around the high thirties, early early forties, it's uh, you're probably you know, better off sitting inside in the air conditioning, as I know you boys would be down there at uh, down there at Bolton, mate, with the feet up on the uh, boardroom table. <laughs> has someone been telling tales? Oh, I, don't, I, just, uh, I just heard a, I just heard a rumour. <laughs> Hey, uh, MC, no, mate, talk to us. Uh, w what's your take on the results so far? We've just been trying to work out, and it's pretty much... Uh, we, we've seen a lot of the beers that we would have expected from Pirate Life uh, to, to have um, peaked, except for maybe the Mosaic, which was a new entry this year. Um, how, how do you guys feel about it? Um, does independence matter? Has there been a little bit of a backlash um, from, uh, from, from the sale to CB? I think it's, a, it's a, an interesting question because if you look at the count to date, there's some, um, you know, there's some independent guys that have, um, you know, sort of uh, dropped down a bit. We've dropped down a bit. Obviously, um, you know, Fell has a, as well. So I think there is a there is a little bit of that. Mick, um, I Mick, I'll just stop. I'll stop you there for a sec. We're picking up a bit of um, the webcast. I think in the background through your through your phone. No, have mate, you got I'm, the audio? Or? Is someone? Is no. someone Listening to us? Mate, I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a car park. There's not another human within 50 metres. All right, we're getting... That's we're okay. Getting we're getting audio. Walking. I don't know where it's coming from. I thought it was yours. Yeah. So it's not mine. But anyway... No, uh, as you were, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, before I was rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just think the diversifications in, in craft beer in Australia is, you know, getting better and stronger every year. And I think uh, that... Certainly, the uh, the voters getting more educated, their palates changing, and uh, I, I think you know, I think it's great, and hopefully there's some new beers in the top ten, and uh, I hope that uh, continues. Uh, you know, hope that all the brewers around Australia just can to continue to make good beer. Mate, have you had much of a response? I'm trying to think. It was back in November that the the big announcement um, of the sale came out. Um, have you had much feedback? We were going to put you on with Jamie Cook um, for, for for a chat. Uh, today, but uh, we thought that better of that. Has, has there been much uh, discussion outside of that? No, not not really. Once um, we, we, we ended up having a um, a really good December trade-wise, um, and I think you know the, uh, the, the the 
the beer, the beer drinker that uh, is, is keen and, uh, and fanatical in independence. Um, you know, they, they, they've made their choice, but uh, we, um, you know, we still continue to do what we've always done and just make, you know, <coughs> solidly good beers that got plenty of flavour and uh, we'll keep doing that. But I think, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, almost a week after the sale, everything died down and got back to business as usual. Now, for the um, people who are listening at home that don't really know the, the, the operations of a brewery, the, the day after you uh, signed the contract and uh, banked a rather large cheque, um, did, uh, did you suddenly have the accountants descend, descend on the brewery and start looking at the costs of all of the ingredients or anything like that? Or have you guys just run the operation the way that you've always run it? No, we've, uh, we've, we've remained at this stage just 100% the way we used to run it. Um, you know, CFO still does his job and uh, Red still does his uh, his thing with the beer, although he's spending a fair bit of time now on the development of the new brewery. Um, uh, so, no, there's no, been no real uh, input as such because, um, you know, we, we sort of don't have a lot of spare beer to sell, so uh, it's, it'll be a slow integration rather than a quick one. <laughs> That's cool. Mick, I just wanted to say, mate, uh, it's Hendo here, by the way. Um, Hendo, how are you, mate? <laughs> good, mate, good, mate. I was just downstairs getting some beers delivered. Um, good on you, mate, for, for, for uh, you know, concluding the sale and that sort of thing. I think one of the things that um, uh, you and the, the Pirate Life team need to be commended for was that um, um, it was never really, uh, y y you never went out with any public statement saying, you know, we're vehemently independent, you... You always knew that there was a there was a growth there was a path for the business and and you were transparent about that and um, and I think uh, some transparency and clarity in what you do goes goes a hell of a long way uh, towards brand loyalty. So uh, you know, I wish you all the best in the future, mate. Good, well done. Yeah, no, thanks for that. And you know, obviously it happened a lot quicker than we anticipated, but uh, I think anybody you know that sets up any form of business, you know, not necessarily only craft beer, but you, you go into business for a reason and. And if, uh, you know, opportunities come your way and they're suitable, you take them. But um, as I said before, we'll, um, we'll keep on, uh, you know, making the best beers we can and uh, bring out a new, uh, you know, few new beers this year and we'll, uh, we'll keep, uh, you know, keep growing the business as best we can. Can you give us any insight into what those new beers are going to be? Can we break any exclusives uh, here on the Hottest 100 Live oh, Countdown? Oh, you could do, mate. We have a, um, we have a Pilsner coming out uh, in Cairns in, uh, in late, late March. Um, and then we've, uh, we'll probably look at a, a maybe a red IPA uh, later in the year, another winter spout. We, we tend to sort of just tweak our spout every year. Um, and, uh, are these going into cans, Mick? Sorry? Are both those beers going into cans? Not sure yet. I think um, probably the red IPA will do. Yeah. Um, and uh, the spout probably will as well. Yeah. But we're not quite... It just really depends on timing and uh, obviously with the, uh, you know, Production issues we have at High Marsh are just uh, figuring out you know, what, what, we, what, what we can make in the in the period of time we got. But uh, certainly uh, we'd like to get the uh, red IPA into a can. We were, sorry, we were just talking about Pilsner's MC and uh, we were saying that they, they seem to be a, an area where brewers are coming back to them. But we, then we were discussing the uh, traditional uh, you know, noble hops versus new world hops. Are you going to, 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 can you tell us a little bit about what sort of hopping regime you're going to use for the Pilsner? Uh, it'll be certainly, it'll be more more new world. Um, it's um, the big issue with Pilsner, as you know, is, is the lagering time, and uh, you know we're after about 42 days, which is a lot different to the 16 days that we do with our pale ale. So, 
to me, the real, you know, the real issue is just um, making sure we get the stability in the, in the lagering process. But um, no, um, it'll be um, sort of still pretty interesting, interesting hops with a little bit of the pirate life tweak. So it is a different beer to the White Labs pills you did last yes, year. Yes, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, no, it'll be a, a different tweak on that. I've had a question uh, in our chat room, uh, Michael. Uh, do you fear any key, pe- any key people will leave and start a new brewery? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping your son won't. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've got uh, I've got him and Reed covered off, mate. But no, um, at the moment we haven't we haven't lost any staff since the um, uh, since the acquisition. So um, I think um, most people are really excited about. Uh, being involved in uh, building the new brewery down in Port Adelaide, I think that's uh, there's a real buzz about that around the brewery, and uh, I think you know, to, to to build a, a new brewery, put that on your you know sort of on your resume uh, as you develop as a brewer is a pretty good thing. So I don't see any I don't see any immediate changes um, uh, with our uh, with our team at all. I'm a Ryan Tyak fan, Mick. What's that? I'm a Ryan Tyak fan. I love his beard. <laughs> Maybe you just explain to the listeners who Ryan Tyak is. Oh, he, Ryan used to used to brew with me when I was at, in the old Southern Bay days back in 2012, and he was very clean shaven then. And then he went off to Brewdog and just grew this ginormous beard. It's huge. He's a good. He's a good bloke. And we've just had uh, yeah. just just before Kerry uh, Kerry Clayton is going to ask you a question, but we've just seen number eight drop, and it's Jedi Juice, New England Ooh. IPA from Hop Nation in wow. Victoria. So another yeah. Nipa, it, it, it's uh, another Nipa creeper. Nipa creeper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Good to see. Oh, yeah. Red, Red, Good to see. Red, Red man has that in his, uh, his uh, he has that in his top ten. So I'm glad that got in there. It's terrific. Mick, mm. uh, gosh, I, I I can't fault any of the the pirate life beers. I absolutely adore them. And uh, being down at Gabs last year and trying that uh, vanilla thick shake IPA sensational and obviously it's made our our hottest 100 list this year any plans for a revamp uh no but we've got something probably just as interesting uh, coming along but uh it, it hasn't the uh, recipes haven't been finalized yet so i can't give too much away give it'll, be, away. it'll be pretty it'll be pretty interesting <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be uh ipa driven again uh mick uh, no, uh, I think it'll probably be a bit, be a bit darker than that. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But that, uh, was a, that uh, vanilla was an interesting story because, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to think what we're going to do and, uh, and Jack was reading a, a book of an American brewery that did something similar and then the, the boys got together and thought we'll give it a crack and uh, we're all uh, pretty pleased with the result or, shall I say, very surprised with the result that it actually turned out all right. Well, I, th- I think certainly, too, the change-up of serving it on nitrogen as well is uh, something different to, I think, uh, most consumers probably haven't um, experienced that before, and uh, certainly that little shake-up with that particular style of beer just went hand-in-hand. Hand. It was um, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. my favourite at Gabs this year. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, it was, uh, certainly makes a huge difference with the mouthfeel, yeah. and I think that, that, that sort of sense all, all, you know, just grabs the brain straight away and say, hey, there's a wow factor about that, and I think that was, you know, a real interesting component of it. Absolutely. Well, MC, uh, we, we don't want you standing in a hot uh, Adelaide car park for too long uh, without a beer, so we, we might let you go. Thank you very much for joining us on Hottest 100. Right. Congratulations on the results uh, so far, um, and we look forward to seeing how you, uh, well, with, uh, what, seven more beers to go, um, how uh, Pirate Life fares. But no, it's always great to chat with you, and uh, uh, I hope to have a beer with you again very soon.
All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a, have a good rest of the day. Thanks, Mick. And uh, I just had Sterling come in, and uh, <laughs> apparently the boys are listening to us. Uh, Josh Kerr is just uh, one of the co-owners of Bolter. Has just uh, tweeted a photo, apparently, or Instagrammed a photo of him sitting in front, you know, passionately watching the uh, the hottest 100 with a can of XPA in his hand, and uh, <laughs> with uh, us on air. So, Josh, uh, g'day. Uh, all the best for the uh, for the top ten. We look forward to seeing what comes. But thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, so uh, Jedi Juice, uh, that, that's interesting. So what have we got in the top seven um, that, that's still to come? Oh, well, I think, well, we haven't seen Pacific Gale, Gale. Yeah. We haven't seen Pacific, well, no, we haven't seen XPA. Um, we haven't seen Bolter XPA. Uh, I'll just dig up the chat Richie room. Tail's been up, so. Because there are a couple of uh, great suggestions in it, and it's a great chat room. Thank you all uh, very much for joining us um, in the chat room. I've just got to find where my chat room has gone. Um, you notice how Jedi Juice has three dots in the list? It's brand new, it's independent, and it was a Gabs. Ah, there you go. I did the, I did not notice that yeah. trend, Hendo. That's why we've got you on as our colour man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. So, we haven't um, seen Ben Spoke Crankshaft, actually, which came in at eight last year. And <laughs> incidentally, I just had a... Because we, oh. we had... Um, Richard Watkins lined up to speak to right now, um, and he's just sent through a text. Can we do this after Crankshaft gets announced, please? We <laughs> <laughs> we've got a bit going on at the pub to celebrate. I'll need 15 minutes after the announcements. That's a bit so arrogant. He's yeah. assuming. Hey, that's so a big just because it's, it came in eight last year, he's assuming. He's it's assuming be, it's, 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 it's gone up. So there you go. Yeah, calm down, Rich. It, <laughs> it, it, he was only on to fulfil sponsorship. <laughs> Okay, oh. so, th so that, that, that's Scotty Hargraves in the background. Actually, Hendo, do you want to uh, just yeah, sub out for a sec? Absolutely. Um, we might put Scotty Hargraves on the mic, uh, the, the the head brewer at uh, Bolter, founding brewer at Bolter, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it is a little bit uh, sharp, presumptuous, of, presumptuous of Richard, <laughs> given he was only on to, to satisfy sponsorship commitments. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've done astoundingly well today. Um, Scotty, welcome to uh, Australian Brews News Hottest 100 Countdown and thank you for hosting us at Bolter. Thank you and thank you for being here, mate. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. And everybody else and James and Kerry. I'm a little bit worried about, I, I feel a little bit like the Blues Brothers. We've been sitting here, there's a couple of empty glasses behind us, so I'm, I'm worried I'm going to sort of get the uh, tab at the end, you know, no $200 and you drank $500 worth of beer. No. <laughs> Won't be happening. It's on us. <laughs> so, mate, how do you feel? Like, you're, you're sitting here, you've had um, a, a couple of your, your great beers. You've had a, your, your Pilsner at 42. You had um, Black Metal Disco, which was a new entrant, um, and also Bolter Brown, which was a bit of a surprise. And Sterling, um, Sterling's face lit up when it made uh, the, the Hottest 100. Alt Brown. Uh, yeah. the, the Alt Brown. Okay. Um, it, he was very excited. Do you sit here sort of, uh, you know, pacing a little bit? Biting your thumb, biting your fingernails, wondering how it's all going to go? Not really. I've been purging a bright tank out the back. <laughs> 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 no, like, it's great. It's, it's great. It's awesome that, that you guys are here, at, you know, and, um, you know, we're really pleased to be hosting you folks. And there's obviously some, uh, some more beer people downstairs who've sort of come here today, so it's great to see a bunch of people in the house that are part of our game. And, you know, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I... I try not to buy into it too much. Um, I don't know. You can't it's completely separate yourself from it, though, I, can I, you? Because no. these are your True. babies that you know, sort of uh, are out there, and you, you're very passionate. And um, 
for, for listeners who have heard the podcast that uh, Australian Brews News does um, previously, one of my favourite yarns uh, is when you talk about going to the Wigan Pen as a, you know, and getting into brewing and you, know, you, you almost tear up talking about feeling you've come <laughs> home for the first time. So you're a passionate guy. You can't be completely emotionally divorced from what's going on today. No, I'm, I'm not. I just, you ask my wife and my kids, I downplay everything. I just, um, yeah, I hate disappointment, I suppose. I had other people being disappointed, especially <laughs> if it's because of something I've done or am involved with. So, yeah, that's, um, um, I don't know, I just, I guess I, I sort of think of it like keeping it in perspective. No one's going to live or die by this, but it's awesome. And as long as it's fun and it remains fun, I think that's what it should be. Like, um, more than anything, I think the end result out of all this should be that, um, that there's a, just a, a greater focus on what we do as Australian craft brewers, good brewer, you know, good brewers, people who are into good beer, um, and that's what it should be about. So you know, if you if you're getting people to vote, and they have to start to think about, oh yeah, I like this beer, I like that beer, I've had these beers this year, then you sort of, I suppose, we're starting to get them to to bring um, good beer more into their universe and think about it a bit more than they might have, you know. If they start, if if folks in Australia start to think about good beer the way they think about their football teams, then <laughs> you know there's a whole lot more awareness for what we all do. And worst things that could happen. Um, but Bolter had a bit of star power. Now the, mm -hmm. the 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 guys that founded it weren't sort of you know right out in front when when it found. Everyone knew what was there, and so you had a little yep. bit of a, a boost from that. Um, you're a bit of a star in the in in the brewing world. You know. <laughs> you, 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 you're highly regarded and people know you. People know you from, from some of the beers that you've done. Yep, sure. With, with those two things, did you notice that last year with Bolter XPA doing so well um, that there was a little bit of greater interest in it? Oh, Just yeah, no, undoubtedly. I don't want to... Um, there's no way I want to downplay the impact that all of this can have on on breweries and, and potential sales and awareness of their beers and... and um, and how they, uh, you know, how they tend to, um, um, you know, maybe get shuffled forward to the front of the stage for a while. It's a great thing. That's a great um, thing. True Blue in our chat room said Scotty should be knighted Lord Hardgrove. <laughs> so Hardgrove. So uh, you, you, you do have some fans out there, Scott. Thanks, True Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. He doesn't have an avatar. I don't know who it is. He, he's, he hasn't just sort of... Not John side. Williamson, is it? <laughs> Day uh, late, mate. Now we are, and we're coming up to. Sorry, Kerry, you, you go. I'm just uh, was refreshing the results because we will be coming up to the number seven in a few minutes. Not yet. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I, I guess as we were talking before, Scotty, in terms of, I mean, last year, uh, Bolter XBA, um, it was the highest ranked new beer um, to to the list, which was fantastic to see, and I think well deserving. Um, how much do you think, you know, in terms of promotion of this event, like certainly some breweries really push it and it's it's like a popularity vote. Um, and I think you were saying last year you guys had no social media on this whatsoever, yet there you were getting number four position. Yeah, I think, and we've sort of, I guess that's just us. We basically say, hey, the hottest 100's on. We we, we know that we've got... Mate, sorry, uh, um, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, we've just found out that IPA has just come in at number seven. 
Oh, so there you go. Lovely. So, uh, Who's That's IPA? Awesome. Uh, Bolter. <laughs> Bolter IPA. Any yeah, IPA would be good at number seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is too. I know. So, yeah, no, no, so just, um, and, and I, I do have to let the listeners know because there has been a little bit of discussion about whether we'd chosen Bolter um, for, for any particular reason. And we didn't bring you on air just now. You'd actually just sort of wandered into the, uh, to, to let me know. Well, you just sort of wanted to see what was going on. I just wandered on. in. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry. So, so so we punted Hendo off. So there was absolutely nothing in that. But congratulations. So there's um, Thanks, what we, we we've seen: Pilsner, Black Metal Disco, Alt Brown, um, now IPA. Yep. Um, so XBA, you, you, you've got to figure unless you've well, you, you can't see any reason that it wouldn't be in the top um, six so far. Hold on, there's an announcement going on downstairs. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to go down and take your bows, Scotty? Or? <laughs> no, I'll let Stirls do that. <laughs> okay. He can. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like right. everyone's going to get free something beers. or other. Free beers. <laughs> 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 there you go. If you're in the vicinity of <laughs> Corumban, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, get, get down to the brewery. <laughs> hey, Scotty, as a brewer, though, which would you say is more satisfying, to do well in a popularity contest or to... Be blind judged and get get a gong um, in a beer awards. Which is more important? Oh, mate! Um, at the end of the day, the punter is. That's why we're making beer. So, oh, it's a hard one. You know, um, um, we, we've we've managed to do in our short history sort of well with both. So whether it's peer, ju- uh, you know, peer based judging or whether it's the the punters themselves and the punters talk with their hard-earned cash every week so you know that's that's what what you really have to give an awful lot of consideration to i think you know um and you know sometimes it happens with beers that get um judged at beer awards they do really well but don't sell that much i've actually been in that position myself where you know made a couple of great beers that were lucky enough to get trophies but not very many people have drunk them um xpa you know in 2017 was um way on the other end of the scale where it's been very successful for us and also, you know, got the gongs, I suppose, that, you know, like, uh, um, you know, peer-based, industry-based recognition, I suppose, by people who had judged a beer and have no idea what it is. And um, in your... You love that. In your range, the IPA is still, I think, the new kid on the block mm-hmm. out of the four core beers. And I think when you launched it, it was... You, you were quite open about saying you probably tweak the hopping regime a little bit has it changed much since it was launched um a little uh, i basically i've said to everybody with ipr just reserve the right for this to be a work in progress and that's how i want this beer to be hops as um as a lot of folks out there would know and a lot of folks wouldn't know um you know our our ingredients are all agricultural based so whether it's your barley malt uh on particularly in beers like ipas hops so hops are very seasonal and um, you have to allow for that, you know. You have to allow for seasonal variation in, in what I like to bang home as a, as a really natural product. So, um, so for me, yeah, it's always, you know, un- until I think we've reached the point that I go, yep, right, this is the one. And then the minute you do that, then the hops have changed anyway, so you've got to start again. So now, just hold with us, Scotty. We've got uh, Brendan Varus uh, on the line from, uh, from WA. Brendan, uh, welcome to the Hottest 100 Countdown on Australian Brews News. Hello, mate. How are you? Mate, always good to chat. Uh, we're, we're real good here. Um, mate, we'd, we'd actually teed you up, at, as we've let the listeners know, uh, you know, we're guessing at where everything is, so we sort of try and you know, work out roughly when we should get people on. But uh, 
by, by looking at the countdown, um, Hop Hog was announced uh, some time ago. That it, it's what the lowest placing for Hop Hog in some time. In a long time, I think since probably it was a draft beer only out of the brew pub. I think we're second or maybe first year of the of the countdown. It was twenty odd or in the early twenties. So since then, yeah. Do you think the sale has had some impact? Because obviously the the beer hasn't changed. Uh, hard to mate, hard to say. But interesting, just listening to Scotty talk a bit about the beer hasn't changed. It hasn't, and um, well, perhaps it perhaps it has. With uh, you may know that the Taphouse guys have got a um, an event to uh, celebrate an anniversary that they've got coming up shortly, and. And they wanted us to do a version or a take on Hop Hog. And in doing that, we actually, what we did was we pulled out our, our original uh, brew sheet from Hop Hog back in 2008, the back end of that, and looked at what that was. And we were a bit surprised about how the hop varieties have changed. Um, and I guess that is where I was leading towards with what Scotty's saying, the seasonality of products, the agricultural nature of, of hops. Um, means that we we do change those blends and and um so you know th those people that can get down to i think it's a tap house anniversary coming up in a month or two's time um we did a version of hop hog from the exact recipe that it was and you know what well, we were quite surprised at the difference between that and what we're presenting now um that said we um the the beer that we make now is the one that, that everyone selected but you know, the, the beer is, is not the reason. Is it the, um, the, the Coke uh, acquisition, maybe? Or is it just, you know, 10 years of being at the top of it, of what's supposed to be the hottest? How long can you be hot for? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that yeah. in itself yeah. is, it, like, it is a great question. You talk about, I, I think one of the things that defines beer is that, unlike wine, which is made once a year, beer is theoretically able to be made every day of the year. So there is an expectation that it stays consistent, even though the ingredients do change. Um, and uh, do, do you find as a brewer that you need to balance that slight change in ingredients from season to season or from year to year, and that, but you can't change it too drastically because that makes it a different beer? Yeah, that's very much it. It's a gradual selection thing, and looking back at our notes, we selected... We were selecting for flavour then for, for orange and pine as the, the predominant flavours in Hop Hog. And that's only changed a little bit where we actually now select for a little bit of tropical fruit flavour in addition to the um, pine and orange notes. So, look, that's the only... That, that, that's just been a, an evolution over 10 years. It's been slow and gradual. And I think if you change it, or make huge changes overnight, then you can lose consumers, I guess, faith and trust. Um, and that's really what this whole thing is about. If, if you want to make a beer all day, every day, they need to know that what they're purchasing is what they expect um, before they pay for it and not get a surprise when they open the bottle or can afterwards. BV James here. Um, hope you're all right. well, mate. Um, yeah, always. <laughs> um, one of the phenomenon that we've seen this uh, year has been the NE IPA. You guys had a crack at that with um, the Biggie Juice, I believe it was called. What are your yeah. thoughts on that that category um, this year? Yeah, look, I'm not a fan of that one, but the guys in the brewery championed that beer and uh, they ran with it and it was very well received. But speaking personally, there's just a lot about that beer style that I, I don't go... I don't 
um, necessarily except that they need to be as cloudy and as thick and um, custard like some of them um, as they are <laughs> and still but to still maintain the, those flavors and there's some unique flavors that come from yeast yeast is not void of flavor so leaving some in there is fine but I don't know that they need to look like custard um, and and so that sometimes makes me think that it's not always good brewing that gets it there it's just because it's all that people knew how to do um, and I don't know I'll, I'll be look forward to seeing next year's list and the year afters and see if there's as many neepers next year and the year after you think it's a flash in the pan then uh, yeah. I personally yeah <laughs> all right can I just jump in hey BV how are you mate yeah, well, mate, how are you? Yeah, good, buddy. Um, yeah, sort of further to that, I think the possibly the thing about the Nipah craze too is they're very, they seem to have very short shelf life, those beers too. So that's sort of something that may play into how 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 deep they go into the marketplace and, and, you know, what sort of shelf life, how far can you actually make one of these beers travel and still have it. It's hard enough as a brewer to get people to drink the beer as you intended. And mm. when it's you got a style a that really should be drunk in a brewery, isn't it? Yeah, and when you've got a tick yep. and time bomb, well, you've, that's even shorter. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of things to consider if you're going to put those beers in and, and get sort of any depth into the market. Um, yeah. So mate, I just got one more question. Have you got will and engagement present yet? <laughs> oh no, yeah, we had a couple of beers last night. Um, yeah, no, not yet. No, nah, me either. We should put our heads plans. together and get him something yeah. that should probably yeah. explode in his face or something. Based on his social media <laughs> posts, you really need to get him a very big uh, tub of uh, pawpaw cream. Yeah, I, I replied he, he, to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's apparently chafing a little bit in the uh, hot working conditions that you provide. Is that what it is? Okay. Um, well, he had a good relaxing afternoon at my place last night and... He didn't mention the chafing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. glad. Now, we've just had number six drop, and it is Pirate Life Ooh. Mosaic. So yes. there we go. Ooh. James, uh, you were spot on. Uh, Mosaic American IPA by Pirate Life has uh, got in at number six. Um, so now, BV, we've got a question from Andy Cross in the chat room. Does Brendan think that once the extended distribution is really kicked in, and people don't have the sales so fresh in their minds that Hop Hog and Warhog will climb the chart again. Uh, I would say yes, because uh, to date there's been no distribution change to Hop Hog. Um, Amateur have not yet put it into their big sales force or anything like that. It's just been us doing our thing. Uh, and it's very fresh. I think we, we really got belted around the head. We really got belted around the head to come sale time. Um, and it's very recent I think so um, as we continue to make uh, you know more new releases more innovative beers and just people realize the beer hasn't changed I think it'll come back both those beers Warhog in particular I mean I was a bit surprised to see that one probably fall um, I've been waiting for it to happen to Warhog I thought might actually climb a little bit so that was a surprise to me but to answer the question I think it'll be back now, I haven't actually uh, kept track. Is Watermelon Warhead in the uh, 100 anywhere? Not that I've noticed. Could we, we were commenting on, for all of the love that uh, New England IPAs have had this year, sours which are on tap around the country don't seem to have really featured very, very strongly. 
Yeah, I mean, my brief look, and also I've just finished first walking around a golf course. I haven't really looked at it that closely. <laughs> How'd you go? Very, uh, <laughs> terrible, mate. Terrible. <laughs> um, mate, it could be those Coca-Cola clubs you were using. Yeah. Let's leave that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. My, my, my brief look at it is that it's, as always, hop-dominated and probably more hop-dominated than ever, the, the beers that have come out so far. Um, and I think I've spoken to or everyone who, who's on the line with us now about the challenges to make sure that we maintain diversity and that craft beer doesn't just become hoppy beer. So I'd say that's really marching that way my initial look is just where are all those sour beers where are those any much you know many of the beers with any belgian character about them any mold driven beers where, where are they um good to see your old has um kept in there scotty but i think as a industry we've got the challenge to make sure that we're not one trick ponies and all trying to argue about who makes the best Sauvignon blanc and make a pretty put a prettier label on the front of it which is what happened a bit with wine um that, that's probably my observations from a, an initial glance. Mate, just another question from the chat room. Pia, um, who you know, who blogs at Girl Plus Beard, made the comment, would be interesting to see if Hop Hog in a can would change the way people voted. <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, I don't know. Would it, would it change the way they vote? No. It would. Ultimately, I don't, I don't know that you'd make a decision like that to win a populist poll. Um we kind of think that Hopog is well accepted as a bottled beer and the peop- there are still a lot of people that you know, predominantly beers drunk in bottle as opposed to can. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's something that's on our discussion table every couple of months, but you know, we haven't seen any real good reason to, to jump to that yet. And I don't, but what I would say is I don't think winning the 100 poll would be a motivator at all. Uh, in changing and or putting hop hog in cans. Hey mate, if you do try that, can you send me a box, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, now we've also had a. Uh, actually, how are you enjoying the uh, hottest 100? Now that you've finished golf, um, what, what's your plan for the hottest 100 countdown? Ah, jeez, I've, I've been on holiday for a couple of months now. I'm back at work. You've been on that yacht that you bought with that uh, money that you no, got. No, no <laughs> I, I've been down south dropping cray pots and <laughs> catching dinner um, for a couple of months and watching some cricket. Uh, so I'm getting, I'm going back to work on Monday and looking forward to that. So I'm trying to get my head back together and and prepare a bit for that, to be honest. So my extended holiday is coming to an end, and it's starting to think more about the year ahead. Come come Monday, we're back at work. Oh, mate, thank you very much for joining us uh, as, as we count down the hottest 100 craft beers. Thanks to Gabs. And I'll, sorry, Scotty just wants to weigh in very quickly. Apparently, he's had a, uh, a, a text message. <coughs> hey, uh, BV, I just got a text from, uh, from Will. So he's obviously listened to this. And I can't yeah. actually repeat what he texted me, but it was swear word, you swear word. <laughs> yep. Can you give me a slap when you see him on Monday? <laughs> yeah, just, just ask him if he woke up on time to walk around a golf course this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Willie Dog, out, I can hear you out there. You're listening. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about even more about you behind your back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, BV. Good talking, mate. Brendan, thank you, you very much for joining us as we count down the hottest 100. Thanks to uh, Gabs and also uh, thanks to the world's best ingredients, handpicked by Bintani. 
But I will finish by saying uh, Jeff, uh, Steve Jeffers, uh, who is one of the uh, great brains behind the Hottest 100 and uh, the local Tap House and the Gabs uh, Beer Festival, um, weighed into the chat room. They're listening. They've got us on it, Hottest 100 HQ. And he said, Hop Hog is legendary and Brendan is a legend always. So uh, that pretty much, uh, I'm sure, echoes everyone's uh, views here. So thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of the Hottest 100. Guys, have a good hour and good luck to everyone who's still got beers to come. Good on you, Brendan. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. There we go. Uh, he's he was a bit subdued. I'm not sure whether it was uh, last night with Will, the, uh, the, the the golf course or the results uh, from, <laughs> from today, to, to, to be honest. But uh, it's always good to chat with uh, BV, one of the, the true legends of the Australian beer industry. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think you'd be less worried about um, his golf score. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the la first time I played golf in the last 10 years was we had, uh, we had a little beer judges uh, run around the golf course when we were down in Adelaide. Uh, when we were judging the Indies, and that was uh, that was a good selection of guys. Actually, it was Brendan and Will from Feral, um, Lockie McBean from Grainfed, Richard from the Crankshaft, and myself. Uh, yeah, very interesting day. None of us are very good golfers. Well, the the, the, the producer just asked whether he should get uh, Richard on the phone because Richard was scheduled to be now, but he texted me a little bit earlier, sort of saying, "Can we uh, not get him on until 15 minutes after Crankshaft is oh, now?" So we think he's got. <laughs> tickets on himself everyone else is sort of no one's willing to call it but he's ob he obviously figures that crankshaft is uh, yet to come i don't know maybe he's waiting for the speechwriter to finish <laughs> <laughs> he, he's in canberra rich if you're listening to that you know i'm just joking <laughs> of course he's listening now we've we've actually had a uh, message on our facebook um somebody when we posted that we were broadcasting live um, on Mixella, uh, Jan uh, tagged a friend, and that friend tagged back. Yeah, it's way better than effing Triple J. So uh, <laughs> there you go. We're 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 not doing too bad, um, apparently. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, so we did. We still do have Jamie Cook, um, who may or may not be joining us in the studio. He was on the Gold Coast. Jamie Cook from Stonewood. We'll be speaking to uh, Phil Meddings, uh, who is from Bintani, to talk, and he is also an investor in. Um, Ben spoke, and uh, we'll be speaking to Je Steve Jeffers from the from Gabs and the Hottest 100. So, uh, and then speaking to Scotty as well, who we've still got Bolter XPA, which seems to be everyone's tip to uh, be in the top three. So, I haven't put a cent on it myself. <laughs> you haven't? <laughs> no, full disclosure out there. How many bookmakers have actually opened a book this year on the? the there were a couple who were who were um, who, who posted. So uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Isn't it great though to see? Um, a lot of people have made comments about it being a popularity contest, but any popular vote is always going to be that. But isn't it great to see the hottest 100 getting out through gaps? Um, oh, I think it's great. Like um, the first first thing I saw towards the end of last week was one of one of our boys posted a text of a screenshot of Ladbrokes, I think it was, and they'd framed a market. And I looked through it and went, no, they don't think much of us. <laughs> and then I realised XBA was right at the top because I wasn't looking there. But the, the crazy thing about it is that I'm assuming that those guys through, go through some sort of analysis. You know, well, like l last year, I've got last um, year. I've got professional gamblers in my family, but and um, yeah, there's an awful lot of homework that goes into this. Last yeah. year, there I have to say I didn't think there was a lot of homework that went into it because as someone who's fairly close to the beer industry, I really thought that the odds were way out of whack, and it was almost like they were just getting into it because they felt that 
you know, they had to be in it, but they hadn't really bothered to take the time to, uh, mm. you know, consult some industry experts on a very healthy wage to give them that kind of advice. Yeah. I'd like to make myself available for next year. That's uh, <laughs> well, the oh, job's going. Yeah. But, but that's an interesting <laughs> comment. I mean, when we, we get sent a lot of media releases from supposed market analysts, and when we read the reports that we see, um, they are so out of date, and they're, they're often so factually inaccurate. Um, you sort of wonder whether every industry is framed by reports that are so badly done as the craft beer industry. It's, it's got to, uh, we've, we've got to see um, you know, a, a, an improve on the analysis that's going on in the uh, craft beer industry. Sorry, Kerry, you, you've, you've got a message, or have we got, ah, we've got uh, number five landing, so which is uh, Single Fin, um, International Pale Ale from Gage Roads. So Gage Roads has done very well today. They've had a couple of uh, beers in. Um, Scotty, what's your read on, you know, they, they had a, a buyback from uh, Woolworths. It, it, it's a brewery that I've grown up drinking in, in terms of craft beer. They've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. They almost were one of the big <coughs> early craft breweries that was almost too big for the market. They were ahead of their time. They didn't have the dis distribution. They've tried just about everything, but they seem to have finally found a formula that is getting the beers out there. Good quality beers, distribution, and in independence. Um, this is just a, you know, layman's take. I don't know, maybe they, um, maybe, yeah, like you say, I know that my old boss, Brad, um, knew Bill and the guys that set all this up, but, um, and I think they had, you know, um, ambition, obviously, and maybe they went out a little ahead of the time, like you say, and the market just wasn't there for them, so they went off and did the Woolies thing and all that. But the main thing is that they um, they kept paddling, just keep swimming, mm. as Dory would say. And <laughs> they've, they've managed to hang around and, and get to the point now where the market has probably grown around them and they've been able to, um, you know, they've been able to actually um, uh, make a, a name for themselves with their own beers and, and realise that now that... The, I guess the volume requirements have actually caught up to what guys like, you know, big guys like that were able to do in the first place because there's every chance they could make more beer than they could sell. No, no slide on those guys or anything like that, you know, but sometimes you do that. I mean, we did, we did a, uh, a lot of stuff in this brewery where I wanted particular pieces of equipment that were going to be great for us and still working and still um, something that wasn't going to keep me awake at night two, three, four five years even into the future and that's been really good for us because we've been able to grow into our brewery not build it and grow out of it straight away and that's that puts a major constraint on a lot of breweries where they feel that that pressure and it, it's it bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be and and where's the money going to come from and you know we've seen a lot of stuff this year sorry last year where uh you know where, where breweries have to like address that question very seriously and um I know for these guys, like I said, they they were able to to keep afloat and and keep their thing going, and it's almost like they've they've managed just to hang in there until they're actually really able to you know put their foot down and make a a real go of it with their own brands. You know they were they were smart enough to build a brewery that's big enough. You know there'd be, there'd be no doubt now that these guys could make beer cheaper than a lot of other breweries who are just starting out, and in a way, Gage Roads. Uh, a relatively new brewery because the awareness wasn't necessarily pegged to craft beer particularly you know so you know it's a 
they've, they've, they've hung in the race and obviously shown a lot of um, a lot of stamina and and probably have a lot of firepower as well. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about styles. You guys launched uh, your XPA, an extra pale ale, mm -hmm. um, which isn't in any style uh, definition in the world. This is an international pale ale that we're starting to see creep in. Um, you've got Stonewood Pacific Ale that is very variously entered as a English summer ale. Sometimes beers of that category are Australian pale ales. We're at an exciting time for beer, but it seems to be messing with the style map somewhat. Um, how did you come up with uh, XPA as a, as a style? Because it could have fitted into some of those places, depending on you know. Oh, totally. Like I've I've always entered XPA in that <coughs> short history in international pale ale because. It wasn't a perfect fit, but it was it ticked more boxes than any other styles. But when I designed the beer, I wasn't thinking about style. I wasn't thinking about um, future you know, competitions or anything, or even how where exactly it would be positioned in a market. What I was thinking about was how do, how can I make a beer that's of its time um, and place, really? Because I I thought because um, I pretty much had this 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 beer ready to go before we did bolter um, and it was looking for a home I guess in a way and uh, you know in a, in a lot of ways it was a beer that I just I just kept going until I made something that I thought tasted really great but wouldn't you know that would satisfy me as a brewer and as a I don't know someone who's you know with a, a few runs on the board as a beer judge or a or someone you know who's who's not brand new to to craft beer or good beer but but that wouldn't shut the door on on other people, you know. That wouldn't shut the door on the the, the newcomers. I mean, we don't want better beer to be a closed club. Something we really strongly believe here is that good beer is for everybody. And um, in, as as I said yes to Boulder and we started to put this together, then it really sort of started to crystallise to me that XPA could be a real introduction to to the Gold Coast. To right, here's a hoppy beer that you'll still be able to drink. And, um, you know, that should be refreshing and not overbearing and just not about an arms race, about, you know, having the, the most IBUs or the highest alcohol or something that's going to be wildly esoteric and send everyone else in this business broke. Um, and, you know, um, and that's sort of what we got. You know, we got a beer that... I, I had all these defences set out for XBA and, you know, how I was going to defend it, like, OK, I'm a 90s dude and I played in bands in the 90s and I had this Alice in Chains reference basically like oh you know the album Dirt like this 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 beer's going to be like that you you might not get it at the start but once it gets under your skin it's really gonna you it's gonna you're gonna click your fingers and away you'll go that would have really helped with the Gen Y's that, <laughs> that, that reference yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know it would have if there's any of you out there still uh, um, but yeah and and so in my mind I had this defense already to tell Stirls and all the other guys, like, it's all right, they'll get it once it gets under their skin, but we didn't need to do that. People just took to it. Um, it's, we're, we're lucky enough to, to have a beer that works on a, a couple of levels. It, it, you can walk in here and you're slaking your, your thirst and you get, you know, you get uh, genuine refreshment and, and uh, you know, it's a beer that can do that for you. Or if you take your time a bit and you're in a chat, just let that beer just open up and all the layers of hops that we throw in that beer will jump back out at you. And so I wasn't sort of thinking, wow, is this an American pale ale? No, it's not. Is, is it 
this, that, the other. It was just... It was, it was the, the structure of the beer itself that I was interested in. All right, I want a beer that's got, you know, a, a, a taut sort of... A, 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 a well-balanced superstructure, if you like. Something that I could hang a lot of hops off but still make it drinkable. And, um, yeah... Well, mate, I um, never considered myself more blessed to, to work in this industry in the capacity that I do than when I get to walk into a brewery and have the brewers sort of talk you through it um, and often try beers that aren't commercially available yet. And that was my uh, you know, blessing when I first came down here and sort of had a tour of what was then a much yeah, smaller brewery. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got to try XPA fresh from the tank and in a pilot know, too. In, in a pilot, and I, and it, but I was blown away by you, you got that hops, but it was the malt that struck me because you expect hops and you expect bitterness and you expect aroma, but to get that lovely malt body that just sort of carried all of that along, um, what, what was the real surprise to me? Was that something that uh, you were going for, or was that just? Yeah, in a in a, in a way, I suppose you got to have a good skeleton, really. Like you know, whether it's a supermodel or whether it's a car or whatever, you know, you need. You need the framework in place to be able to do the the fancy stuff, you know, whether it's the frills, whether it's, you know, hops or jazz hands or whatever it is, you've got to have the structure of the base and everything else intact. If that's too flimsy or, or on the other hand, just too stodgy and, uh, you know, doesn't manoeuvre well enough, then you won't, you won't get what you're trying to do. And, and that's what I was trying to... I was thinking a lot in a ways like a sports car with that beer. <laughs> Just very quickly before we go to, to Kerry, um, Andy Cross in the uh, chat room says, Scotty, that's the kind of beer that has a home in the fridge uh, for every drinking day, um, or for every day drinking. And True Blue um, chipped in and said, that XPA changed my life. So, you know, there, awesome. there you go. Awesome. I, I, I what don't, know whether, it, that's I don't know whether that's literally or figuratively, <laughs> but uh, it, it's certainly a, a high compliment. He won't be able to fit his head out the door after <laughs> that sort of phrase. But it, but it is. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's such a great sessionable pale ale. It, it's great. Okay. It's easy drinking. But but in reality, like Bolter has so many other Gold Coast breweries, you've done so well. The, the three major breweries down here being Black Hops, Burley and Bolter, all featured in the, the Hottest 100. The three Bs. Which is, is fantastic. Do you guys collaborate much between, between uh, breweries? Uh, Gab's... Gab's um, um, Sorry, Gabs. Um, thinking about Gabs the beer. Um, Gabs. Um, <laughs> hit me up when I was driving up here the other day, saying, "Mate, can I borrow a couple of bags of weed off you?" And of course, I said, "Yeah." Weed. Wheat. A oh, wheat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. you said weed as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone out there, all these guys know I live in Byron. So, I generally know, thought was, That's what you said. I was like, we'll, ha weed. "We'll have to edit that out in post." <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely said wheat. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, Lent, Lent. hello. So we were, he's just been distracted. Jamie Cook from Sonowood has just walked into the... Uh, yeah, sorry, the, 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 the um, uh, But, yeah, we do. Uh, not not as much as we probably will in the future because we've all been very busy getting our little businesses up and running. But, but yeah, we've. Um, I don't think between the three of us we haven't lent something to each other more than once, and including um, Cookie's uh, Brewery at Stone and Wood. Um, yeah, yeah, and th and that's a great thing about it that you can actually, um, you know, do 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 the right thing and um, no, no, no. you know help each other out and you know as long as Govs brings uh, my wheat back <laughs> next <laughs> week sometime and your wheat. Um, no. Now, <laughs> while, while we've been chatting, uh, number four has dropped Newtown uh, Australian Parallel Young Henrys. 
that's a real turn up for the uh, for for the top five. And what do you reckon? Uh, 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 you know, they really focused on that beer in in their um, promo efforts. Do you think they've benefited, reaped the uh, benefits of that? I think that um, that beer, they've definitely tweaked the recipe on that beer, um, and it's tasting as good as it ever has. And you know, they've got a new contract partner in Asahi. And certainly, whether I've tried it on tap or in can, it's the best I've ever tried Newtowner, and I've had it on tap in venues where I've had it um, right next to a couple of other pale ales that are, you know, much more established and and everything else. And yeah, it's it's actually stood up above some of those, so it's doing, you know, it, it is a really good beer, and I think it's also benefiting from, you know, Young Henrys are really pushing outside of. Um, outside of uh, their homeland of New South Wales quite um, aggressively as well. So probably all those factors. But actually we've got um, now in the chair, we've got Jamie Cook from a little brewery in Byron called Stone and Wood. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. W and a great what, weekend. What brings you up to Queensland? <laughs> oh, they let me back home occasionally. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, just spending the weekend up with friends up in Palmy. So um, always good to uh, get back into Queensland and... Be a local. Have you been following the countdown before you come? Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on it. Yeah, it's been great, hasn't it? Lots of lots of new uh, new blood coming through there, which is fantastic. Some great beers in the list. Jamie, you've been pretty um, outspoken on the issue of uh, independence over the last few months, and we've seen Michael some Cameron of says hi by the way. <laughs> 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 we, we've seen we've seen some of the breweries that um, had have changed hands in the last few months drop back quite noticeably. Does that, is that something that, as a brewery that's very passionately independent, is that something that you find quite heartening to see that, that, that happen? Or? Oh, look, I mean, you know, this, this competition has a sort of... gives you a great little insight into the market, but it's a slightly distorted view. Obviously, it's people who are prepared to jump online and support their local brewery um, and support, their, support the brewery beers they love. Um, that's a small subset of a bigger subset of a bigger subset of a small subset of the of the brewing industry. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but effect, but you know that's interesting to see that certainly yeah, a few of them are dropped down. But you know, there's you know, I think that's probably taking a lot away from a lot of the new guys that are further up the list than them in terms of some great beers out there. You know, and um, you know I think every year this competition goes on, you see more and more focus on newer beers um, coming further up the list. You know, it's morphing closer to the sort of Triple J, Hottest 100, I think, every year in terms of new stuff, um, getting some real excitement around it. Um, you know, we've obviously seen the New England IPA phenomenon this year with a lot of those beers in the top 100. It's amazing to see, you know, beer styles until recent history have probably taken a lot of time to evolve and actually become established. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that as a category? Oh, look, we've been making hazy beer for nearly 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know ours True has that. been a session version of, <laughs> of, of what you could call some of these beers, I guess, these days. But, um, yeah, so it's good to see some beers of that sort of style getting in the list, you know. They're not easy to make, but, um, yeah, it's good to see. Bit of, bit of, bit of change. Uh, in the in the category, sure. So it's super exciting, James. I mean, really, it's you, you're going for three in a row this year, <laughs> potentially. Four. Four, four in a row. Is, is number yeah. one. 
I think it's been three on the bounce, hasn't it? Uh, no, I think, no, I think we're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. It sort of bounces yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, really, how much emphasis do you put on it? Is this something that really excites you or is it kind of just like a point of interest for you? Oh, look, any any sort of lens into the what's going on is, is always interesting. But, but I think, um, you know, as I said before, there's... There's certain people obviously passionate enough about their brand to jump online and and uh, and vote for it. And obviously, you know, Pacific Ale is not a small beer. I guess in the in the context of craft beer these days, so there's a hell of a lot of drinkers out there. Um, you only need a small percentage of them to jump on and vote. And um, but obviously, it pushes the numbers up. So um, yeah. And if if you yourself was going to come up with a definition of craft beer, what what would it be? Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I think um, at the end of the day, I think it's all about it's all about good beer and um, craft. Is it, isn't that what AV Inverse says? Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. and maybe a good return. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, because well, there's a lot of debate about pasteurisation as well. Mm. You know, should, should craft beer be pasteurised? Should it not be? Is that part of the definition, or is it not? I don't know. What, do you, don't what know. are your That's thoughts? That's a pretty technical. Pretty technical diff um, thing. I don't know whether people would know what some people out there probably wouldn't even know what that was. Um, so uh, no, I don't know whether it's a. Kind, yeah, kind of, kind of depends. I think where you draw the line. You know, you can say the same thing about whether you're using hop extract or dextrose or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, you, you know, and 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 good beer, as yeah, we bang on rather than craft beer these days is in, in, you know at the pointy end and. Pushing the boundaries is about extreme beer, and sometimes that takes extreme ingredients, and not necessarily like more mangoes or more um, chili or whatever. And sometimes that means actually maybe find a better way to use ingredients that have been, um, you know, belted down by the craft beer lovers that, that the big guys have used at times like that. Why not try something? I mean, you don't get Pliny the Elder without dextrose. Mm. Mm. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. I'm yep. just, I don't know if you're allowed to say shit on here, but um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, it's a great beer, and that's what it comes down to. What have you got in your toolbox? And you should be, um, I think, if 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 craft beer actually means anything, it means craftsmanship, and and it means being on top of your game across everything. So you know your beer, you know your ingredients, but you also know your tools. You should you shouldn't be just good at using tools. You should probably know how to fix them. You should mm. probably know everything about everything you do is what separates a tradesman from a craftsman. No offence to tradesmen, I was one for 15 years, 20 years. Um, I'm probably still just a tradesman as a brewer. Um, but I think then th that means that, you know, that, that anything that you can put in the arsenal to use to make, to make better beer or further what you're trying to do in beer is, is up to you, you know. Um, because quite simply, the folks out there drinking your beer are going to tell you whether it's a good idea or not. You might, you might, as as a brewer or brewery owner or marketing manager or whatever you are in your business, um, if you make those decisions, and sometimes you realise that you, the decisions you make are only really part of the decision. The real decision is made by the drinker, and they're going to let you know. And especially, that's one of the great things about all of this is that, as a as the Australian good beer movement sort of starts to um, mature a bit, then, you know, we, we get a real sense of people. I think there's several levels. There's the really sort of juvenile, I've just started this, so the most extreme thing is the, is the best thing that's going out there because you, you don't have a sense of context. 
but there's a lot of people who have been into good beer for a long time, that, that sort of middle band of people, and they're the ones that drive probably Jamie's, keep those guys going and, and will keep us going and mm. and everybody else and you know and and you don't you don't um you don't insult the intelligence of those folks they really know where they're at jamie uh, um we've obviously seen uh bolter actually sorry i'll just um just interrupt that chat just to uh just to say that um richard watkins uh, what was perceived, what was perceived by us as arrogance that he would assume that his beer was still to come, has actually, it's actually been borne out because uh, Crankshaft's come in at number three. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, great congr result. Congratulations, on your Rich and Richard. Tracy and all the group. Uh, that's up from eight last year. So, and actually, that number three last year was the position that Hop Hog was in. So, massive result for Ben Spoke. Um, Actually, I don't even remember the point that I was going to make before. <laughs> no, 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 I do, actually. We've seen Bolter launch with the XPA and then you, you launched the IPA um, probably 12 months ago or something along those lines. Uh, no, May. May? Okay. Seven, but, about seven um, months. Jamie, you've always been very disciplined about what the brand Stone and Wood should represent in terms of the type of beers that are going to be in people's glasses. To the extent where you've actually launched, um, you know, with slightly different partnership and everything else, the Fixation brand, yep. um, which is doing very well. Um, but then in the US, we've, you know, you mentioned Pliny the Elder, look at a, a brand like Russian River, which is, that's its flagship beer and that's what it's kind of known for. But, you know, they make sours, they ju they're just known for making a lot of really out there beers across the board. And there's a million breweries in the US that have been very successful doing that. Um, would it not be possible for, for Stone and Wood to have grown into having, you know, an IPA and, and, and expanding beyond that point? Is it just a different market or what's the...? Uh, it's just a different philosophy, I guess, in terms of how we approach uh, the brand. And um, we're big ones for a brand owning a certain space in people's minds. And um, the stronger you own that, um, the clearer people... Um, have a perspective on your brand. That, that's just that's just our you know purest philosophy, I guess. But do you um, think it's partly the the Australian market that dictates um, that a little bit for you, or no, no? I think I think it's a case of um, certainly you know you only got to look at this list. There's some you know I'd, I'd, someone's probably going to run the numbers on how many IPAs are in the hundred, but there's probably there's probably more Most than of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, certainly the market's evolving. Um, no, it's just, it's just our approach and, you know, um, we, we believe Stone and Wood is all about approachable, um, very accessible beers um, that are slightly distinctive in style and, that's, and that's, that's what Stone and Wood's stick is and that's what we'll stick to. Um, there's a lot of scope in that as the market evolves and we have more opportunity to innovate um, with our production capability, etc. There's, there's going to be, you know, room to play around in that space more and more. But can you look 10 years into the future and look at fixation and think, well, will it be, um, you know, a good thing for fixation to just be so focused on one thing and will it be, you know, will Stone and Wood, you know, like maybe could there be a time in the future where Stone and Wood has an IPA and fixation becomes about adventurous beers more broadly? You know oh, I mean? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I think, you know, we've got a lot of exploration to do with Stone and Wood and fixation's still got a long way to go with IPA. There's a lot of, lot of fertile territory in the IPA space that it hasn't touched either um, so you know I, th I think it's just down to when you build a brand um, what you what you want people to 
understand about that when you start off and stay pure to it if you can. If you're in there for the long haul, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to get quick wins, leveraging your, leveraging your brand into something else. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, when you're trying to build a long-term business, um, the more you can stay pure, the better. That's just our view. There's lots of other different views out there, obviously. But it's yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think, I'm you know, going back to Scotty's point about the, the beer and people, consumers evolving, I think one of the things that's fa fascinating is in the consumer, the beer drinkers out there are certainly evolving, you know, and maturing. But, you know, I think we're still probably at that point where we're, we're passionate enough about diversity in beer to probably still throw stones at other people's beers or people that beers that they don't like themselves. Um, and we're just not quite... Um, passionate enough yet to actually embrace everything. That's probably that's probably the that's probably the key thing for me is we're still fairly early on in maturity of, of the category. Yeah. Well, look, if I have any complaint with the beers that I've seen that have been in there this year, it's just yeah, lack of diversity. It's just everything. It's just hops, 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 hops. But that's what's created. That, as I said, that's what's really inspired the craft beer industry. And you know, like I, I think yeah. back to to the breweries that sprung up maybe in the eighties and nineties they were around more traditional beer styles and it was the uh, American style pale ale that Little Creatures really brought out around about 99, 2000 that made people think differently about beer than what they knew and what the, the, the styles that they tried and we, we, we're still going through that and uh, hops are the ingredient that is having its time in the sun. And but is there going to be a time when, um, you know, where... Sorry. Is there going to be a time in... in, in, in uh, I don't know. You didn't get the memo, did you, Scotty? When, when yeast-driven beers are going to get people excited or malt-driven? I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to... Well, I, I, I don't know. It was one of the things I was going to say to uh, Brendan Varis was that, you know, when he launched Feral White was the beer that um, was their number one beer. Um, and there's something about yeast-driven beers that when I serve that beer um, through any of my tastings, people uh, taste it, ooh, and it almost reminds them of homebrew because a homebrew fault is often a yeast-driven one. And the yeast characters that come through a Belgian yeast or even a wheat, uh, Belgian wheat or even a uh, wheat beer, can sometimes put people off a little bit because there is that. Um, it's quite rich. It, 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 but know, it's the same it's as a blue cheese or a or a white mould cheese. Yeah, it's a shame that they're so divisive at times. That, and people really do like. I've I've made that mistake a number of times where I've had friends, other brewers, relatives, or whatever. You are going to love this beer because of the dot 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 yeast character, and they hardly hate it. You just you just don't know how. I think maybe yeast plays more to people's genetic makeup than maybe hops and and mm. other characters in beer because they kind of expect the punch to come if it's going to be an IPA or a double IPA or whatever. And people who don't like beer, oh, we often get uh, uh, you know still get that now is that. Um, yeah, taste, it's really beery and I don't like the taste of beer. And which bit don't you like? Oh, that florally <laughs> thing. Like, well, know, the, the, the bitterness you know, or that beery taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. And, and that's a funny thing like when you say about yeasty beers because they, add, or yeast-driven beers, I should say, because they add a whole other dimension. And just to throw a, a, a side um, uh, piece in there too, like I've, 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 you know, sort of read in the last six months about people talking about Neepers, and and that they're oh, they're not hop driven. No, this is a yeast driven beer. Okay, so it's, <laughs> it's an IPA flavor? that's a yeast driven beer. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there is though. There's that sort of interplay between yeast and hops that we're oh, there is no the doubt, whole industry is learning more and more about every every day. You know that mm. whole biotransformation thing, which which I think is um, 
and you know, and, and it's 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 a great thing, and it needs to be explored, obviously. And and uh, um, but yeah, it's just funny now how people will sometimes just how they validate what they're doing is like, you know, isn't this an IPA? Yeah, but it looks like as as BV said custard. I was like, well, no, this <laughs> sorry, no, this is a yeast driven beer, <laughs> you know. So you can kind of say anything sometimes. But but uh, I was interesting that I, I picked up when you said that it's almost genetic um, yeast, and it, it's something I've said for a long time. But th there is a real connection with fermentation throughout our historical evolution because yeah. that once told you know if you've had a mango tree in your backyard, as soon as those mangoes start to ripen, everything follows that smell of fermentation. And that goes back to us. But the history of civilization has been making cleaner flavours. And that's in our cheese and everything gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And those yeast-driven beers almost harken back to that, you know, uglier phase when we didn't eat foods that were so well made. Oh, totally. And you know what? That was what was drove me. So when I first started getting into to better beer, you know, back in the day, 99, 2000, you know, it was... It was I could get Hogarden in Canberra if I waited six or eight weeks and was prepared to pay 110 bucks for a carton for it. And I had mates of mine who wanted to punch me in the head when I bought this beer for them because they said it tastes like dish washing yeah. water. And, and my wife even said, oh, that tastes really medicinal. Now, I didn't realise how brilliant she was as a taster because years later when I you know, became a beer judge, I realised phenolic medicinal. Yeah, she was bang on. You know, she was exactly right. But to me, it was this really rustic part of human, well, the evolution of civilization in a way. You know, you could tell that this is how, you know, this is this is in in our DNA stream or whatever. You know, our, as as a civilization. Now, Scott, I'm just going to cut you off because we are sure. in in the seconds countdown and looking at the beers, and it's just been announced. Uh, number two, um, Pacific Ale. Oh. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. <laughs> hey, no, there you go. We, we had no idea um, what, was, what was coming. But uh, there you go. So, uh, Jamie, it's, it's been a long run at the top. Um, you're still number two. So, you're, you're, of all of the beers in Australia, um, I, I said a little bit earlier um, when we were trying to work out, it's been a criticism that this. Comp well, and everyone, yeah, right. <laughs> the <laughs> so reaction. You can, you can hear there. the reaction yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Scotty, do you want to go down and be and take a lap of honour and come back and join us? No, it's all good. So it's all good. So it's just been announced. We'll see so what happens. We might be one ninety nine for all. Well, well, Richard Watkins uh, might be sitting by the phone because he said. Uh, he said not to call him until 15 minutes after the announcement for, for when they're made. So he, he had dibs on himself. Well, he uh, might be on the golf course too. He <laughs> might be on the golf course and needs to get off. But, uh, Jamie, I said a little bit earlier that the Hottest 100 has sometimes been criticised as a popularity count. Um, but then again, to my way of thinking, that that's what retailing is anyway. You <laughs> want to be popular totally. and get people spending the money. Um, is it... Uh, uh, you know, can you separate distribution that Stonewood Pacific Ale has probably the biggest distribution it's ever had um, from the from the buzz that you need to constantly generate every day as a professional marketer to keep it in the front of people's minds? Oh, look, those two things are two different issues. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a popularity contest. I mean, any anything voting is a popularity contest, you know. <laughs> it's 
pretty basic. Um, it's not a it's not a judged uh, competition. It's uh, and you know, obviously, it's no surprise that beers that are selling very well are going to be uh, towards the top of that list. Um, and the distribution side of it, well, you only get good distribution if there's people out there that are going to buy your beer uh, in the places you put it into. So um, it's a chicken and egg thing a bit, but. Um, you can't get if you get distribution without the demand. You don't have distribution for very long. So um, obviously, you know, it's about it's about having the distribution in the right places where your drinkers who are already aware of your brand are going to go and find it. So. But you, you're also uh, quite apart from your life as Stone and Wood. You've been a professional marketer your whole life, and you can never take the foot off that pedal. Um, you, you need a quality product, but you need to sort of keep it at, at working on um, reminding people of what they're drinking, you know, what your brand promise is. And, you know, I'm, I'm always astounded in my Facebook feed, for example, I'm always getting um, stone and wood messages. And that's obviously a big part of, of what you guys do, staying relevant and staying in people at the front sure. of people's minds. Yep, definitely, definitely. Um, I haven't been a marketer all my life. I was a refrigeration mechanic for a long time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we, we've never actually talked about that. We're going to have to have another oh, catch-up. I, uh, I bet you sold... I bet, you, I bet you did that with pizzazz, Jamie. You would have... Uh... <laughs> Although he never helped me get the chillers going. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. no I, was the tool, I was off the tools for far too long to help Scotty out. <laughs> Not that he needed a lot of help, obviously, um, as today's results prove. Bloody good, bloody good well, result for, for the guys. <laughs> Who knows? So, uh, well, th th there we go. Well, Scotty, uh, you know, we we've seen number two. So, we, uh, you know, un unless there has been a uh, complete um, surprise. Uh, Could you, happen. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd, well what, 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 what do you think would be a number one ahead of you? What, what would you have uh, tipped ahead of uh, Bolter XPA? Um, I'm, I'm scrambling now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the just so looking for anything. <laughs> so there is a cheer. Everyone's waiting. I don't know. I, again, I guess it's for me. And don't anybody out there and you guys take this the wrong way. I'm just, I'm just one of those guys. I'm still like waiting for. I'm waiting to wake up and realise that I'm still a concreter in Canberra and it's still 2008 <laughs> and all of this has been a dream that's you know lasted 10 15 years so far so um, you know I'm actually still waiting to be woken up going you've overslept and <laughs> and your concrete suppliers are wondering where the hell you are like you've blown that first truck blah 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 but given that that may not happen I mean it's a very humbling thing to be a part of such an awesome industry you know um, to have met guys and worked with guys like Jamie and, and, and Brad and Roscoe uh, along the way and, and you guys and everybody else who's been part of the journey. It's been, it's just, it is an amazing industry like, to be a part of. Pretty much all my friends now are brewers these days. Once upon a time, they were, <laughs> they were 90s rock dudes because we, <laughs> <all played, laughs> we all played in, you know, sort of metal bands in Canberra in, in the sort of 90s. But and they weren't lasting friendships? Oh, yeah, they are, but, like, we all sort of just got sensible eventually, you know, people bought houses and, and cut their hair and moved on. And Sorry, Steve Jeffers has just waved in and uh, waved in and said, don't get ahead of yourself, Scotty, so uh, may, may, maybe there's going to be the, uh, oh. the, 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 the scoop of the year. Yeah, I'm not trying to get ahead of anything, as we've said. I'm just, regardless of whether we are number 200, well, you know, what we've, um, we've had a pretty good run so far and it's been awesome and, you know. 
Now, Scotty, I don't want to cut you off, but I also I don't want to sort of keep you from uh, what's going on downstairs. We've got five minutes till number one's announced. Uh, do, do you want to go down and uh, be, be down there? We, we can always get you back. We're broadcasting for half an hour after number one. So you go down and uh, you know, celebrate with... Uh, I know Stills is down there. Um, we, we might even see a... Uh, a, a, a nude lap of the, uh, the, oh, the brewery God. or something like that. So, well, that most definitely won't be me. Yeah. But, Can um, we get one of the good-looking owners of the <laughs> to come up and have a job? So, uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a hard school. <laughs> and I was going to give free beer or afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you, uh, uh, have I'm you seen mate, the if you want, I can, I can go down there. Stay well, well, no, 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 well, no, no, no. We're not you, kicking you, you out. No, we're not <laughs> kicking you out, but you go down and enjoy it. I don't want us to be uh, keeping you up here while you uh, could be down there uh, you know, basking in the... Uh, in the potentially nothingness. Potentially <laughs> nothingness. <laughs> of, uh, I actually don't want to be here if it's not number one. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see a grown man cry. <laughs> but so I won't, Scott, humble we're, man. I won't. We're, we're, we're going until half past, so you're welcome to pop up um, uh, afterwards. I will. Well, we'll get uh, Kez to, to sub back in. And, yeah, uh, totally. Now, Jamie Cook, while um, we're, we're making a few uh, changes in the commentary team, um, <laughs> 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 we, we, we should have all worn beige, I think. A <laughs> um, couple of questions in the uh, chat room. Pacific in Cairns, uh, Pacific Ale in Cairns. Um, will we see it? Have we seen it? Apparently someone said uh, Pacific Ale as in Cairns already, I believe, Shannon. So is Pacific Ale in Cairns or will no, it be in Cairns? No, not in Cairns as of now. Um, it's something certainly we're getting closer to. Uh, it's, I know a lot of people have asked that question, including our people in our team um, daily, um, whether that'll happen. Um, w we, think, we think we're in the sweet spot in terms of uh, the right type of equipment at the right price now being available. And we've hung off and hung off, waited till... Uh, some high-speed canning lines um, that we think deliver the quality we we want, given the quality of bottle package we pa package product we put out there and the money we invested in our bottling line. We didn't really want to go backwards uh, with, so, so with canning, canning. Canning's obviously been around for a long time, but is it is the technology evolving rapidly given the growth of that? Uh, I think uh, I, I think the cost. The cost of high, higher speed, higher speed lines has has been coming down dramatically as, as I think small brewers have continued to grow and grow, and want, more of them wanted to put their beer in cans, and those that have put their beer in cans from day one in very you know, simple canning lines, have been growing very rapidly and have outgrown those simple canning lines, and now looking for the next solution and don't want to spend a couple of million bucks on a you know, whiz-bang uh, can filler. So it's certainly something we've been watching for the last few years and we think now it's at a point where we could probably we could probably spend some money and get a line that's actually going to deliver the quality that um, our bottle product already is at. That's, yeah, it's a very Scotty's good taking, sorry, Scotty's taking <laughs> his up behind her downstairs if you hear any noise <laughs> in the background, <laughs> listeners. He's got to <laughs> sing a song, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a good point, right? Like, uh, are you going to continue to bottle and can? Are you going to do both, or are you going to go 100% to cans? Oh no, bottles still a big part of the market. You know, it's a massive part of the market. It's still, even in the US, where cans are growing rapidly, it's still 70 odd percent of the market. Um, and I think it's slightly distorted uh, consumer. Consumer pool for cans is probably exaggerated given there's a lot of brewers out there that only put their product in cans. So if you want to drink the beer from that brewery, you don't have a choice but to drink mm -hmm. anything else but cans. So that skews the, that skews the data a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. 
but but yeah, no, there's obviously the predominance of beer being drunk in Australia is still in bottles, so you wouldn't want to swap out one from the other. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things. Cans are very popular at the moment, and it's increasing the places that beer can be in, like festivals, and there's a whole range of things. But at the yep. same time. There's nothing less attractive than being at a restaurant and having somebody pour a can of beer into a, a nice glass at a nice restaurant. Oh, sorry. Sorry, XBA has just been announced. There we go. Ah, confirmed. So it's been confirmed. Number one, uh, Bolter XPA has just been announced. Sorry. So, and uh, <laughs> congratulations to Bolter. Which actually, I, I do have to underline again, was an absolute coincidence well, with where we, asked, uh, having, where we ended Jamie up having. Jamie was asking me whether uh, you know <laughs> where we were getting him along. There we go. It's yeah. just been announced outside. There's the announcement. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, cans going around down there. Great to see. Great to see. But while Scotty's not here, I mean, it's bloody fantastic to see these guys pull this off um, in a very short period of time. Um, just up the road from us, but uh, here in here in the Goldie. But it's been fantastic to see some guys, you know, particularly driven by Scotty, who's got such a passion for beer, um, to drive uh, this business the way they have. Um, and it's fantastic to see. You know, I mean, it's great to see a whole lot of new people in the top ten as well this year, um, which has been fantastic. That's the diplomatic um, comment, Jamie. But what's <laughs> it, what, what's it what's it actually like at the coalface for the for the sales guys in this area of the world? Like, you know, do you feel like there's taps opening up that can accommodate two big big ish um, brands in this area on tap? Uh, look, we keep going back to the fact that there's 1.7 billion litres of beer sold in Australia, um, and the two of us are very very small fish uh, at the very very shallow end of the pond. Um, and there's a lot of room out there for everybody. So um, we've just got to keep doing the right thing for good beer, really. For sure. All right. Well, I reckon that result probably will have surprised um, a lot of people who would have thought that Stoneham would still had it sewn up. Look, I, 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 when I was sitting there, I, I didn't know. And that, that's where I was thinking, and I came up with that metric that was about um, distribution. I think that's mine, mate. Was that... In <laughs> you, you don't have one. No, no one's come back with yours. Well, it's funny. His <laughs> earlier comment, he's not going to get another one, he's probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, and and that, that's what I was trying to work out, whether, I mean, Stone and Wood, um, and you're, you're celebrating 10 years uh, this year, Yeah, we're in our 10th year, yep. Since yep. Uh, Draft Ale. So it's 10 years, it has been a beer that has been surfing the crest of the wave. I remember, I'm trying to remember, at the Fox Hotel, I was there with you and Ross uh, Jurisic, uh, that must have been about <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 10 years of the hottest 100, um, and, and we were there, and you guys were genuinely excited to have uh, uh, been named n number one beer. And so it's a, it's something that isn't insignificant, but it, it, it is reach versus keeping that um, buzz alive uh, for, for a brand. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a real achievement to be anywhere in the top five mm. um, this year, but to have, to have maintained your domination. Um, yeah, well, we've, we've dropped out of the top spot for a few couple of years, I think, um, and then regained it. But, you know, look, it's, as I said earlier, it's, 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 down to, um, it's down to your drinker's engagement with your brand and the ability to, and their, their desire to jump online and support you. You know, that's the... So it's good to see. Well, good it's interesting, see. isn't it? Because a lot of people talk about Stone and Wood Pack Ale as, as this gateway beer, and and I, I, I'm not I'm not all for that. I, I feel like it's a great beer for its own rights, and and sure, if people want to use that as the next step to go to IPAs and, and more extreme beers, then then that's wonderful. I feel like 
Stone and Wood Pack Ale will forever be in the history of craft beer as being the beer that really made drinkers turn their heads a little bit and try something different and then wanting to experiment because there's so much creativity and innovation in craft beer. Which this is the wonderful thing about being in our industry and I, f I feel like the Pack Ale was the one that made people really sit up and pay attention. Like beer can be something different than a, than a lager, than the commercial lagers yeah. that we're used to. Yeah, I think, you know, Matt said earlier, you know, uh, Little Creatures Pale Ale was in the same boat some eight years or more before us. Um, yeah, I think, you know, and that's the great thing about this industry is it will evolve and innovation will drive new things and, yes, there'll be hopefully other things down the track that turn people's head or snap their neck when they stick a nose over their glass and go, wow, what the hell was that? You know, yeah. And that's, that's the, the great thing about beer is that there's permutations out there in terms of what you can do flavour-wise. <laughs> so there's, they're wandering around uh, giving out free yeah, beers yeah. out on, uh, on the floor. Unfortunately, you can't see that. We might <laughs> see if we can get some uh, live going. There's going to be a, a toast. But, Jamie, you must sit back and look at... I mean, I, I, I don't know whether when you, Brad and uh, Ross were conceiving the idea for what was then Draft Ale, um, that every brewery, I think, at that stage was launching with an American-style pale ale. Oh, it's a birthday, so we're, we're saying happy birthday, so we're not even celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how generous is that? They're not even right celebrating now. being <laughs> our number one beer. But you know, what was your thinking when you sat down? Everyone, you know, hops were the, were, were the big thing, but there was almost that arms race into um, bigger, bolder, and you, you came out, and I think I've said to, to you guys in the past that I was a little bit underwhelmed when I first tried Pacific Ale because you, you expect something up here, and yet it was a beer that has been incredibly influential over the uh, Australian market. It was different from anything else that was uh, coming out, and it has influenced so many uh, new beer styles. Do you guys yeah. sort of sit back and... Is that what you intended, or do you sit back and sort of say, actually, we've done something really interesting here? Um, yeah, it's a good question. And the way I answer all this, because it, it's a question we get a lot, and really um, we were very focused when we started around the fact that the market was swinging to the, to the extreme and still has been for a number of years around big, hoppy, uh, high ABV beers. Um, and we'd learnt, looking at the wine industry, um, where many years before the same thing had happened, people uh, were, winemakers in particular were, driven by uh, Parker, Parker's points, basically. Um, and there was this whole Parkerisation of wine that happened. A, he was a wine critic in the US and anything big and bold and gutsy, Shiraz-like, he would score very highly. So winemakers were making wines to try and score very highly with Parker. And that drove this sort of big, gutsy uh, element of, the, of wine. And that's what winemakers sort of aspired to create. Um, but all the way along, well, the more they pushed that way, there was this pendulum swinging back the other way, which was more about finesse, um, elegance, um, drinkability, uh, and, and really um, trying to let the ingredients shine through at a very subtle level. Um, and we've, seen, we've still seen that in wine through Pinot Noir, Riesling, um, Rosé even these days. Um, and so we look at the beer business, uh, we look at the beer industry and went, well, you know, everyone's racing towards that end of, the, end of the pendulum, we know they will swing back over time. Let's start where they're going to swing back um, and let the market uh, evolve to where we are. And that's, that's probably what's happened, you know. I mean, our second beer was a, was a Hellas um, 
German-style lager. Um, and everyone looked at us then and went, what the hell are you doing putting a lager, you know, a lager out? Um, and, well, now most, most small brewers are trying to produce lagers, you know, and that's something we did 10 years ago. So, really, it was about seeing where the market was and where it would get to. Um, there's a great quote, you know, about a Canadian hockey player, Wayne Gretzky. He said, don't, don't skate to where the puck is, skate, but skate to where it's going to be. Um, and, that's, um, and that's sort of what, what we did. Uh, now, sorry, I've just been in, in the chat room as I just know that the uh, Gab's Hottest uh, 100 next craft beers, so the 200 has, has dropped as well. Oh, so. Right. Oh. Just uh, God, they, they've thrown uh, so much information at us once. I don't know what, what to do. I'm, I am going to stop the, uh, the the live feed because we are going to take a call. Uh, we are going to put in a call to um, Steve Jeffers. Um, we'll let Richard Watkins stew a little bit because uh, he, he might still be getting our things. So he's bathing in a bath of crankshaft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit. Wasn't that a fantastic result for them? Um, yeah, big time. Actually, who's next on our list? Is it... Uh, We've got Phil Meddings in there Phil, somewhere as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll give uh, Phil a call and uh, then we will get uh, Steve Jeffers to talk a little bit about the the, the Hottest 100 uh, in total. Um, so just go back to the... Mate, you, you're welcome to hang around, uh, Jamie, if you want. I'm sure we can uh, organise a beer for you. Just oh, looking okay, through no. the uh, <laughs> chat room. To, so, live radio. So, so this is the thing. So we're getting all of this stuff thrown thrown at us at the same time and trying to make compelling content. No, no, it's um, great. Great to invite me down, guys. But this is really this is really the the hometown boys here. Uh, time in the sun. So I'm going to check out and yep. let you guys. Um, Absolutely, guys Jamie. Well, mate, well, thank thank you very much. And, and as as we said, you know, congratulations on you know the, the influence that Stonewood has had um, over the entire industry. The inspiration. Uh, you've given uh, young brewers, but just the number of people that you have brought into a category that may not, and as you know, it, it, it is just a mainstay beer in any uh, a public event that I do because it is a, a beer that I know that will find favour with anyone who's a hardcore craft beer person and people that are just uh, venturing into it. And, you know, I, I can't think of a more... Uh, you know, sort of influential beer I, I, over the last uh, 10 years. So uh, congratulations. Number two, um, congratulations on Can't number be happy two. with that. So, yeah, can't be un yeah. unhappy with it. Yep, no, exactly. And uh, thank you very much for joining uh, us as we... And, uh, and congrats to um, everyone out there who's made the Hottest 100 and even the second 100. Uh, it's fantastic to see the brewing industry so healthy um, and innovative and really driving some great beers. I mean, the quality of the beers in, that come up in that list today are just awesome. Ten years ago when you were launching Stone and Wood, uh, you know, Han um, Premium made the, the hottest 100. You know, the, 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 um, not that the, the, there was anything wrong with that beer, but the, the pool breadth was, of entries. Yeah. The, the, the pool was fairly, <laughs> fairly shallow. There were 58 breweries back then, and uh, I think there were 58 open or 50-something opened in the last 12 months. So, um, you know, the world's changing. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you very much for joining thanks, us, Jamie. Jamie. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so we've got the, um, all of the uh, media releases are flooding out. Um, so you're, you're not disappearing off, Jamie. Uh, we'll be able to join you for a beer later. Beautiful. Sorry, that was a really bad radio technique. I'm just uh, <laughs> having a look and uh, seeing all of the emails that are coming in now to see if there's anything uh, breaking. James, maybe you can uh, sort of lead the discussion as we go on from here. I think we're about well, have to we have... Got, have we got Phil? Oh, we, we, we've got Phil online. Go right now. I'm happy to... Uh, Phil Meddings. 
Yes, I'm on the line. G'day. How are you guys? G'day, Phil. Phil's from Bintani. Thanks for, thanks for having World's us. World's best ingredients, handpicked by Bintani. And uh, Phil, thank you very much for uh, making Australian Brews News Hottest 100 uh, Countdown possible. Uh, look, it's an absolute pleasure. We're, we're very proud to do that. And I'm a bit humble and um, uh, embarrassed to be on the, on the line taking up your guys' time when you've had such uh, great guests. We're just, um, we're merely ingredient suppliers. So, very good of you to talk to us. Mate, now, we are at Bolter, um, which as we've uh, stressed, we had no inside knowledge about. Uh, we, we booked this a couple of weeks ago. They've just uh, taken the number one spot and you guys are a major supplier to them. Yeah, and Scotty's yeah, just we... walked in with a bunch of XPA, <laughs> so... Good. And Mick Fanning has walked in yeah, as well, Mick so Fanning's we've got... in, yep. Fantastic. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, she's great company. Grab a headset, no. uh, if you don't mind, Mick, so... Yeah, yeah, sorry, Phil, Phil uh, and listeners, bear with us. Yeah, sorry, we're, we're just um, a little bit... Uh, it's all, it's all uh, happening on the fly on. right now. Um, <laughs> so so just, just to recap, if you've just joined us, we've got Phil Meetings from Bintani, um, a very important ingredient supplier for the beer industry, <laughs> and Mick Fanning's. Howdy, just, just how you going? Well. <laughs> sorry, Phil, uh, I, I know that you're paying for this, but we might just throw to Mick while we... <laughs> <laughs> please, do, please do, I want to hear what Mick's got to say. Hey, Phil, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, really good. That's all right, brother. Mate, uh, uh, Mick, congratulations. Like, Thank you. Uh, you know, what, uh, two years ago, um, you, you guys were looking at sites, you were looking at brewers, you were looking at stainless steel. Uh, you must be, you know, in, in a... Uh, Riding the wave, one might say, of uh, excitement for craft beer. Man, it's it's um, yeah, we we we're riding the wave. Seriously, um, I'll be I'll be straight up honest. Uh, back in the day, I used to drink twoies and four x and just you know, cheap beer. <laughs> Am <laughs> I allowed to swear? Most yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, you know, then you know, B B Derbage come to to the come to us with the idea. He's like, oh, do you want to start a brewery? I'm like, why not? And then we went through like a, um, you know, a, a, a process to like, as you do with any company. And then we found the great man, Scotty Hargraves. And um, yeah, this, this, is, this is pretty much like, I don't know, is it your world title, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> it's the people's world title, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're super proud. Everyone, everyone that works at Balta, we, we all, we, we call it a family. Um, you know, we all walk in like... Um, even though we're we're the owners or whatever, we're we're pretty much the lowest denominator when we walk in. Like if someone needs help cleaning up or or anything, washing the toilets, you know, we're the first ones to put up a hand. And the people that um, are day in day out, they're the people that this is this is a win for them. But it, I mean, it must be really exciting to see how popular this beer has become. Um, quite apart because you guys. It was hard to disassociate yourselves from the business and the brand when you first started because everyone knew who was involved. But at the same time, it wasn't, this is Mick Fanning, Josh Kerr, B. Durbidge's um, brewery. Joel Parkinson. Uh, Joel Parkinson, <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, I, 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 I didn't want to keep going. No, 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 there's like a hundred of us. No, Joel's on his way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he would be now. Yeah. <laughs> He's been listening at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, look, it, it, was, it was hard. Like, we, um, you know, it, it's the same thing when, when Scotty, like, first met us. He looked at us and he goes, are these guys in here for a quick buck or they're actually genuine? And, um, you know, it took a few conversations to actually say, look, Scotty, 
we we want you to grow as much as we do, you know. And um, yeah, at at the end of it, we will just uh, look. We're not even at the end of it now, but we're just there to just have a lot of fun and and learn off each other, really. And um, yeah, look, when Scotty first walked into this shed, we we're like, "Make your dream, brother," and and that's that's what's happened. Oh, big thumbs up from Scotty so over in there. I, I wish we had <laughs> 17 sets of headphones. It's so exciting though, Mick. Like, honestly, like, wh what a success for you guys. How much Bolter XBA do you drink though? Oh. You are so fit. You're obviously, you know, a lead athlete doing the surfing circuit. How much of the Bolter do you consume? I, I, I love the way you use were so fit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look, it, it's hard. It, it's hard. Like you trying to be, try and be an athlete, and then um, all of a sudden, oh, I'm, I'm going to your brewery today. It's like, okay, I'll come and have another one. Yeah. But it, it's, um, you know, what? I wasn't, I wasn't like a, a huge drinker through the week. Sure. <laughs> and then when Scotty creates these things, it's just like, I need one. <laughs> I need one. And and it, it the perception changed too. It's. Um, we all look at it now as it's not like, um, you know, how you have a good wine with a piece of meat or a piece of lamb or something. That's, that's how I look at beer now, which is, um, you know, everyone that's in Volta has changed my perception to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the range of beers that you guys are putting out now, obviously, XBA, number one, People's Choice in Australia, very exciting. But yeah. also, you've, you've got a beer for every occasion, really. We do our best. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's been a few blackout nights, I won't, I won't lie. Um, but, um, yeah, stay on the captain's sexy pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, Mick, um, Mick, having um, chatted to Sterling about the process that went into creating the Balter brand, um, which is which it's a very distinctive um, look that the cans have got, um, and it was even more distinctive at the time. There's probably been a few imitators that have come in over the last uh, couple of years. But but Sterling's told me that at the time when he first showed it to you, you were quite outspoken that you weren't really a fan of, um, you know, what he'd come up with. Did that, you know, t talk us through that. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, like, when it, when it all first started, we all sat down, and um, I remember we were sitting down at my house, and I was like, hey... Look, I walk into a, I walk into a bottle shop and I do not know what the hell's going on. There's like all these pictures coming. It's like walking to a museum. If it wasn't the Mona Lisa, how do you, how do you like differentiate yeah. every other painting? Um, and so I was like, let's let's just do a white can. And then um, I remember sitting here in the brewery when we first sort of like started getting everything together and I was like oh so what, what's go with the colours and that and and uh, Stirls was uh, he was like imagine just putting board shorts on the beers I was like <laughs> I got it <laughs> 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 and um, yeah look I, you know I, I, I guess um, people people might think that um, the four of our surfers don't actually do much in these different worlds but um we actually come in and we we, we try our best like it's especially at the uh, starting phase we we try to put in a, a lot of input and we try to um you know we we know what we like and so we actually uh did our best to give 
hour we've come over to those guys. Mate, when you hear of a bunch of surfers who travel the world, uh, you know, drinking beer and, well, surfing and drinking beer, um, you, you almost expect them to come up with, well, we'll pick the lowest hanging fruit, we'll get a Corona knockoff, we'll put our brand on it. Was, was that, you know, did you say, Scotty, mate, that, that, that's what we want? Or did you just say, Scotty, you know... Mate, I'm the janitor here. <laughs> I have zero input into beer. <laughs> what, 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 what did you drink? You, you, you said you didn't drink those beers. And I when you uh, thought about, I'm going to open a brewery, was it something that's going to punch a little bit hop heavy or was it something that people are just going to smash at the uh, local surf Man, over? to be totally honest, um, when when Bede said, oh, let's, let's start a brewery, I was like, I hadn't even had a craft beer up until that point. Um, the, first, the first craft beer joint that I actually walked into was Four Pines uh, down in Manly. Me and Bede had a little dinner date. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that was, you know, that was, that was it. I was, I was uneducated and um, very naive and um, yeah. And then I, you know, I, I sat there yesterday and went to a whole bunch of different beers yesterday and, you know, had a few green beacons and uh, yeah, slipstream up up north a little bit. It was it was awesome. Mick, have you got a question for Phil uh, from Bintani? Hey, is he's he still on? on? Yeah, <laughs> he's still on. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Phil. I'm hanging here. I'm good. I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drink, Phil? I'm just having a crankshaft right now. A crankshaft? Oh, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah. I've never tried one of those. I'm pumped to it's have a one. great beer. Great beer. <laughs> awesome. hey, hey, Phil, it's Scotty. How are you, Scotty? Good, mate. Hey, I saw that latest hop offer come through. That's awesome, too. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, mate. We, we might need to it a bit, though. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you. That's, that's music my ears. And congratulations, mate. Um, and congratulations to you guys for um, not a, everybody out there knows um, how important our suppliers uh, are to us. It doesn't matter which, which brand you are, which beer you are. Um, None of us are anything without hop suppliers, malt suppliers, uh, yeast suppliers, manufacturers who make our tanks, etc., etc. So, um, thanks to you, legends. Um, really appreciate that yeah, um, that you did a great job. Um, you know, when I said that I had something that might work, and that you guys um, yeah, didn't cut off our credit straight up, you, <laughs> you stuck in there with us, <laughs> and we um, thanks, hopefully Phil. are repaying the favour these days, mate. But also... Um, You're part of the family, Phil. Uh, part of the family, yeah. Phil, yeah, yeah. Phil, in all seriousness, when something like this happens, do you notice a spike, you know, uh, well, everyone knows the hops Bolter uses. Do you notice a spike in demand for those hops because people want to get on, you know, get on the Bolter train? Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt about the, the, the fact that competitions like this, results like this, but also um, just great beers um, drive sales and... and you know, absolutely no doubt about it. You know, you look at Pirate Life um, Mosaic as well as another example. It's pretty clear what goes into that. Um, yeah, it definitely has an impact on things. And I think people don't, um, not everybody perhaps realises that it's still, it's still a small industry we've got here and, and we work really closely together. So when there's a big event like a, um, a result like this, um, you have to be pretty close to make sure you can get supply of the hops because certainly in the US... The demand um, generally ex out, uh, exceeds supply, and, and yeah, it's a bit of work to make sure um, you can keep them flowing. So, but it's good fun. It's great. So, based on you know people who are locking in contracts now, what do you think is going to be big over the next uh, over 2018? 
Oh, look, Citra, Citra Mosaic um, are just unbelievable hops. They've, they've been around for a couple of years, but I think they're still, still finding new ways of being expressed in different beers. They sure um, are. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Scotty, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, Scotty's a big part of that. You know, it was great hearing from, um, you know, you guys talked about hop, hoppy beers and, and them dominating the, um, the hottest 100, but really they're, they're dominating in different ways. The styles of beers and the hop characters that are coming through are different and changing, and, um, and I think the way brewers are using them is, is changing as well. So um, all the Australian pale ales and that sort of um, it, it's very drinkable, but a very drinkable beer that's full of character um, is asking a lot more of the hops. And so, you know, hops like Mosaic, as I said, um, Citra, um, Simcoe is, has been a, uh, an incredible hop that nobody liked at the start and now it just has a huge place in beers because of its unique, you know, piney characteristics. So, um, yeah, and, and having said that, there's, um, there's always experimental new ones around the corner. So uh, we're sort of seeing a real new direction in... Um, uh, woody, um, cedar uh, type um, characteristics, coconut, um, dill, that sort of thing coming through in hops as well, which, uh, you know, we'll start small and see where it goes. But I think hoppy beers have got a, a long future in, in the Hottest 100, that's for sure. Hey, Phil, some of those guys you're talking about just then seem to lend themselves to barrel ageing, etc. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Or replicating <laughs> barrel ageing. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting so, um, take on um, where hops in part might head from here. So do you guys have a barrel ageing program, Scotty? Or are you going to get one going? Yeah, we've got, we got sent some barrels by someone who pretty much gave them to us. Uh, uh, yeah, so we do. But, but what we do here, we, um, we don't wade into anything lightly. If you, you, know, if, uh, you listen to what Mick said and Stills has said and... Um, and, and the way we've built our brewery and what we do, you know, we, um, we, we just try and do everything as good as we can rather than just do it now because somebody did it yesterday. That's, that's not us as a business. We, um, you know, um, in, in part that's why we didn't release an IPA in the first 12 months because everyone expected that. Actually, Mick, that, that's a, a good point. You weren't into craft beer um, when, when you started brewery. Now you own one, and you own the number one uh, hottest craft beer in, in in the country. When you yes, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> when you travel the world now, do you have a different? Um, you know, do you look at tap lists with a different set of eyes than you did two years ago? Yeah, hundred percent. I um, I go for the most unbeaten thing there is. Um, you know, I was I was always into wine, and so I always like enjoyed tasting wine and then um and then yeah once i once i got in, introduced with different beers it was uh it was amazing i even go down to bolo all the time like it'd be easy to drive to the to bolter and and grab some beers but um yeah i'll go to bolo and just grab everything but bolter <laughs> do you ever come back and sort of say to scotty oh look mate i was in you know uh, south america last year or south africa last year or the united states and i found this Tell me about this, or you know, do, do you have use it as research? Yeah, yeah. Look, we if we really enjoy a beer, like the boys, the boys are all on a thread together, and um, if we find a beer that we're really excited about, we'll send that back to Scotty, and um, I'll get know. him in real time, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four a.m. My phone's going off. 
Uh. <laughs> yeah, but now you know how uh. we feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the phone never stops. Um, but, um, yeah, look, it, it, it's amazing. I, I, I think, um, you know, as, as humans, we go through life and we, we always wonder where I'm going to keep learning. Um, you know, you might be at the top of the trade and then all of a sudden someone will just throw a different curveball at you. And so um, we, always, we always learn. We always, like, I'm learning off these guys every single day. And, um, yeah, so, we, you know, as, as people, we want to throw curveballs at Scotty as well and, and see what his crazy mind comes up with. Beautiful. Well, we might let Phil go. Uh, Phil, thank you very much for joining us and uh, having a little bit of a chat about how this is going to affect uh, sort of demand. But also, thank you very much for sponsoring the Australian Brews News Hottest 100 Countdown. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, guys. You are the Pleasure. man. Yeah, great. Thanks, Have a good Phil. Afternoon. Thanks, Phil. Bye. And hopefully Every, you'll everything be able is to locked in, Phil. <laughs> 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 I remember. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> hey, if you ever want some South African hops, we've got some good ones there, too. So. <laughs> awesome. This is for you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Lovely. Thanks, Phil. Um, now, we were scheduled to speak to. Steve Jeffers, so we might very quickly uh, call in Steve Jeffers, and then we're really coming up to our two and a half hour limit. Is, is Richard Watkins? How'd you go with Rich? Is, is Richard no. still in the crankshaft bath? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I might have to text him. I've got I've gotten a text from Tracy, so I know they're there somewhere, uh, out and about. Okay, so well, we, we, we might speak to uh, Steve, who put the Hottest 100 together, and uh, then we'll worry about Richard. Richard blew us off early because he wanted to party and celebrate. You know, we had... The owners of the number one beer want to speak to us, and Richard didn't, so uh, maybe he could just <laughs> <laughs> wait, a, wait a little bit. But we, we do need to uh, speak to uh, Steve Jeffers um, from Gabs, uh, local tap house, and the man who really conceived the, the Hottest 100. Um, so, mate, do, you, do you think that there will... What's your call? Number one beer, the Hottest 100... It still doesn't have the reach of the Hottest 100 uh, on Triple J. It, it, it's not like it still exists largely in people who are already involved in craft beer. Mm. Do you think it will have a big bump in sales, or do you think it will just uh, get people to reinvest? In oh, I think it will. <laughs> I think it will help. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will help. Here we go. Uh, we got Parco live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, we got another world champ, sir. <laughs> um, um, hi, guys. I've just left the wedding. I was at an uh, amazing <laughs> wedding. Great two people. Sophie and Cara, I'd like to congratulate, but I'm so sorry I left their wedding. <laughs> I uh, had, had a bigger thing to do. And I, I mean, I was just, I just uh, ordered an Uber and just got there and picked this. I called I'm so happy. Hey, okay. and you. <laughs> this man. Come here. I love you. I'm gonna love you too. Sorry, listeners, we've you. gone completely off the reservation. I'm so sorry, uh, sorry. I think <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't no. know more I can say. I'll leave these guys to to it. Um, this is no, what it's about. No, please. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Parker, uh, grab a seat. And, and, so, and I yeah, think, sorry, I think, I think question? Our, our claims, our our honest truth that this was not a stitch up. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, they, they just, oh, no. they just <laughs> keep getting eroded. <laughs> no, well, he was. We were all frothing about, you know, like, oh, what's going to happen? And, and, and Gee, now you're even so talking like a surface <laughs> Some of <laughs> Getting eroded? There's froth in beer. <laughs> Hang on. Um, some of our guys were having a look at the betting market a little closely, you know, a little closer than I do. So, um, yeah, and th th there was a bit of talk. And you know what? 
it's just one of those things, you know. We um, we prevailed this year, and it, like I said, it's it's awesome. It's it's every part of Bolter is involved with this, and um, big ups to uh, Stirls and our, our brand. Like, there's you don't get to do this. Doesn't matter how good the beer is, you don't get to do this without the magnificence of of what Boulder stands for as a brand and the people involved in this business and, and these guys that, <laughs> that um, yeah, like some pretty significant human beings just because they're awesome from, uh, from, from the very top of the tree to the dude who started yesterday. Now, I think we've got a... Uh, we're just about to have Steve Jeffers o online and uh, so, Steve, welcome to... Uh, well, firstly, Steve, welcome to the Hottest 100 Countdown. Oh, he got it. Thank you for the hottest 100. Are you there, Steve? Steve-o! Steve Jeff, we've got you there now. Mate, I know that you've had uh, the Australian Brews News Hottest 100 countdown on at H100 Central. Um, things have gone a little bit off the reservation as uh, everyone from Bolters turned up to celebrate. So hopefully uh, that's been good radio for you. This has been fantastic. We have listened to uh, all of you. I think you've got Scotty, Sterlo, Mick and Parco in the room. Is that right? Yeah. Parco's on mic. I did, mate. I was, I'm, I'm, dressed as a, I'm dressed from a wedding. I have literally <laughs> been at... Um, I just heard you caught an Uber to leave early. I literally just left a wedding. Uh, to a pretty casual we wedding there, Parco. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... I actually, I actually, it was... Uh, to be honest, it was actually a um, two girlfriends of ours. They're amazing amazing girls and they got married a while ago but they didn't sign their papers till now so we ah, we had nice. a celebration today and i was it wasn't as formal so i was like i can't do two weddings when bolton wins <laughs> like i'm i've got to leave and now i said look i'll be a couple of hours I'll, I'll pop back a bit later um you know what uh this the bolton in, in worse con in worse condition than you left no doubt um, yes. You know, I don't, may not make it back to the wedding. But, Mate, uh, Joel, it's, it, it sounds like uh, my old uncle who used to always have the uh, tranny earpiece, the, the transistor radio earpiece, <laughs> listening to the, uh, yeah, yeah. Li listening to the uh, cricket. Yeah. Yeah. So, so have you been sitting at the wedding? You sound like my father. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, race four in Brisbane, yeah. here we come. <laughs> <laughs> have you been sitting there counting down the hottest 100 just to sort of see I how I was. Actually, when I was in the wedding, I was, uh, or the ceremony, whatever I was, I was I was just getting updates from the boys, and I was just like, I, I didn't have the the balls to turn it on and, and do the sound, <laughs> and uh, I just thought it would look that bad with an earpiece. I told I told I text the boys this morning, going, I'm going to wear an earpiece, and then I just went like, mate, my wife would have killed me sitting next to me if I was wearing an earpiece. Imagine me jumping up for joy when, <laughs> when they said, um, does anyone have anything to say about this wedding or whatever you know whatever it is? So I, I would have been in trouble. So obviously, you know, like brewers want to downplay the, you know, how much they follow the hottest 100. But you've obviously, it matters. There is such exuberance in this room and in, in the whole brewery when uh, the, the, the beers came at number 10, you know, in the top 10 and then to be number one. You, you obviously uh, you know, had a dog in the hunt. Definitely, definitely. And, um, I, Matt, I, I, one thing, you know, I, I don't think... You know, people say hard work and all these things, but I have to say, for you, Scotty, and I'm gonna—I never really get a chance to personally put some smoke up Scotty's, you know what, and say how amazing <laughs> he is. But I have to say, Scotty's worth ethic. And my grandfather always told me, "It's you know how hard you work and what you do, and 
your work ethic is amazing. You're the hardest working bloke in this factory, in this brewery. You do what you do and uh, we all know it. And, you know, some days we may not see each other for a few weeks, but there's not a day you don't sit in that brew house just steaming away and sweating away. And, uh, oh, mate, this is your, you know, this is your, I guess, your award for that. And we're so proud of you in this in our Bolter family, and I'm, I'm pumped to be a part of it. And mate, uh, I can't uh, what, can't wait to see what you bring bring to us in the future. Hey, Steve, just so, so, so I, I don't mean to uh, you know sort of bust into this. Uh, this love balls fest. are loving. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but you have to because it's. <laughs> but but Steve, mate, you guys created this. It was a bit of a you know like a, a, a drop box in the uh, local tap house at St Kilda. Something that would coincide with the Hottest 100 Craft Beers, uh, uh, Hottest 100 Music Countdown. Um, you guys must sit back at the end of this and feel pretty chuffed with what you've created. Oh, listen, I was just saying to the team here as we've been kind of running the countdown this afternoon and in the background when uh, you were speaking to Scotty earlier and uh, there were, I think they came in at, uh, what was it, the IPA at number seven, I think it was, and we heard... Through the, through the microphones, we heard the roar of uh, Thurlow and the crowd downstairs, I think it was. And I was just saying to the guys here, you know, that, that's uh, kind of a visceral feeling, for a feedback for us that we don't often get, whether it's at Gabs, which has obviously become something quite huge as well, and uh, the various other things that we do. It's, uh, for me personally, that was, uh, that was uh, a choking moment that we just thought, you know, this is... Uh, having such a great impact. It's been really fun to listen to to the likes of the three or four lads you got in that room uh, celebrating what, uh, as you know, started as a little bit of fun that uh, we've been able to uh, to help grow to become something as influential as this. It's, uh, it's really, really very cool. Okay. So, can, mate, so can I just jump in there? Because I can remember... Hey, Steve, mate, I just hats off to you, mate, and... And what an awesome job that you've done for Australian craft beer thus far. I mean, I really, between you and Guy, JJ, and the rest of the crew, um, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that you guys do for all of us uh, as an industry. Uh, let, Gab's, obviously, but, but what you've done with this poll, because um, I remember I, I actually had two beers from the sunny coast in the first one, and I had to have someone <laughs> ring me about a week later and tell me. <laughs> that I was in it. Like that, oh, yeah, you did all right. You beat Richard Watkins. And I went, oh, cool. Um, and, uh, but, but to what it's grown to now and the, and the significance of it, mate, and, and between you and Guy and, and, like I said, JJ and the crew, like the unrelenting um, energy and effort that you guys put into craft beer, obviously, you know, doing wonderful things at, um, at Stomping Ground now yourselves. And, um, yeah, mate, I really... Um, I really can't go any further without uh, tipping my hat to you guys because it's been sensational. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate that, mate. But I, listen, I, I think, and I've been listening as, as to what you guys have been saying, is, is we're just motivated by what you and Sterlo and the lads are, and so many breweries in this country, is we're just motivated by sharing our love for craft beer with as many people as possible. And yes, we might do it in different ways and other bigger ways than... than Many do, but that's all we're motivated by, and we just want to have a bit of fun. And that's, that's what today should be about. Uh, it, it, it is a popularity contest, but it does have a big influence, and people pay attention to it, um, perhaps more than ever before. But uh, ultimately, we should always regard beer as just 
and every man, every person's drink. And uh, if we get too serious about it, the last thing we want to be known is is, is, is wankers about this. And um, we don't want to take it too seriously. But I'm really stoked for you guys. And I, I was one of the questions I wanted to ask of all of you guys there from Volta is could you have ever conceived three or four years or two years ago, three years ago, that you would um, have achieved not just the critical success but popular success that uh, you guys have uh, achieved in such a short period of time? Um, not, not for me, mate. Like, it's just been uh, ridiculous. I thought that we, we would have... Um, I thought we would have held our own um, against, you know, things as as they were and, and would have been, but um, who knew what was to be because we haven't just had the, I guess, the rise of Bolter. You've had the rise of Bolter. You've had the rise of Crankshaft. Uh, sorry, of, of Benspoke and Crankshaft. You've had the rise of Stomping Ground. You've had, you know, for your own, um, for you guys as well, there's been so many beers. I don't know. You 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 go in with the to do your best and hope for the best. You know you, um, you 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 just don't know. I mean, if we thought, if we expected that we w we would have got to where we are now, I I have no doubt we would have been massively disappointed because that would have been it just wouldn't have been uh, right. It wouldn't have been um, organic enough. It wouldn't have been about real people and real beer. And, and, you know, the reality of a, a business that actually matters. You know, um, um, Stirls, uh, who you know, Steve, um, uh, when, we, when we talk to people um, uh, outside of our brewery, like uh, venue operators and stuff, um, Stirls loves to say that I hated everybody when I first met the guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fatty. Yeah. yeah. And but Mick, I've got to so say this about now the, Mick says it as well. Yeah, I've but. No, sorry, but. but in, I in, your in, 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 in his defence, he was weary, but it, it, also, there's nothing better than a bloke that speaks his heart. His heart's on his shoulder. Yeah. That's where it goes. And I, that's why. You know, like, we've had enough water under the bridge now to go, you know, it's what we are. Like, you know, you're a part of our family, you're a part of mine, and you don't pick your family. We are together now forever. So you can say That's your right bullshit, me. and we'll say our bullshit, and away it goes. And I'm sorry about swearing there, but... Um, oh, mate, I, I, I had to speak to Scotty after his first interview and sort of say, mate, you need to sort of dial it up a notch because... Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's a shock at... <laughs> Imagine his missus at home. She did. <laughs> My darling wife, Nicole, who's responsible for just about everything I've ever done in beer. Um, yeah, she tried to kick... She was really had about a week where she was going to kick the shit out of me because <laughs> the offer was there to join Bolter and I um denied. I, I remember I was in a meeting with um, um, uh, Stirls and Ant McDonald, our CEO, and a couple other guys. And I... Um, and it was a... You know, it was a great thing to be a part of. Do you want to do this? And I just upped and walked out, said, I've got to have a think about it. And I'm glad I did because we um, made sure that all the ducks were in a row, you know, that this was a real thing. Imagine imagine if we were taking the piss as a, as a beer and a, and a brand. This would just would have been a horrible thing to do for good beer in Australia. And I'd like to think mm. that Boulder is a really positive thing for good beer in Australia. We will, I hope... Part of our mission would be to drag a lot of other people into good beer, and not necessarily, not necessarily just our beer. You know, obviously, we will. Bolter might be your way in to 
um, you know, to Newstead or Wildflower or, or um, Hop Nation guys or, you know, a whole bunch of different, different things. It's how we get more people into this game and keep them in there, you know. Like, um, there's still a lot of work to do. And, um, and, but thank you, Steve, for everything you guys do because um, you've advanced everything for all the rest of us. Uh, along well, the I, way, think I, I, I think the, I think your kind of the not so secret weapon behind Volter, and I think with Sterlow and all the lads, I think you guys have turned what was initially perceived widely as a, an advantage and a disadvantage into the. You guys have just blown to smithereens any any misconceptions or hesitation that people had about the Volter brand. You guys have just you know you guys deserve everything that you get. I'm just uh, I'm really stoked that you guys have. Have taken number one and just done so well. It's um, it's uh, it's been a, a, about six years, I think, since we've had a different brewery as number one, and uh, it couldn't have happened to a, a more worthy bunch of people. I'm really happy. Wow, to that's amazing. Oh, Steve, thank you, thank you, mate. <laughs> mate. Yeah. Thank you. Well, mate, we, we, Steve, uh, we're running up to where well, we're actually 15 minutes past our uh, scheduled end time, so we might actually uh, sort of wind things down. But I did want to say thank you very much to you and Guy and Craig and the entire team behind Gabs and the local Tap House and the Hottest 100 and for everything that you've done. Uh, it has been such a smooth run, well-organised and a huge venture this year. So congratulations and you guys should take a bow. Um, and thank you very much for joining us on the uh, countdown this afternoon. No problem, guys. Have a, have a beer for me and uh, congratulations and thanks for your support. Do you, mind, do you uh, mind if we have more than, just more than one? <laughs> have more than one? <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. We're looking forward to doing this live from the floor of Gabs this year as well. So uh, stay tuned for uh, how we uh, plan to do that because uh, you know, Gabs, the, the, the next big thing on the calendar is uh, Gabs. So we're looking forward to uh, working with you there as well. Thank you, Steve. Congratulations and uh, please pass Cheers, on guys. our... Congratulations, lad. Thanks, Legend. Thank you. Well, uh, Scotty, Parco, um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll let you guys uh, celebrate um, and uh, we, we'll be down very, very soon. We've got some cabling to uh, pack up and then we'll be down to, uh, to join you. And uh, oh, No worries. Thanks for thank Australia. You. So, Thanks see for how surfers celebrate uh, when they uh, oh, come uh, in at number uh, one. Well, it's got to be a bottle of champagne, isn't it? Is Do you know, I've got to say one thing quickly nice. before we go. Is, is that we are surfers, but we are... We're not. We, they are not. Bolter isn't. And we are a family. Bolter isn't just surfing. Bolter is more than just surfing. So please, I'd, I'd love you guys to come down, have a couple of beers with us and enjoy it. And uh, we are so happy and thank you so much. Absolutely. Really thank you very it. much. Thank well, uh, Can I just chuck in a very hearty and well-deserved... Um, Congratulations to everybody who made it onto the list today. Whether you're top 100, top 200, there are so many fantastic beers being made in Australia at the moment. It's onwards and upwards for all of us, so um, let's all fight the good fight. There are you know, a bunch of great stuff, um, great beers happening out there. Thank you very much. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us. So, uh, Love you, guys. James Atkinson, um, we, we, we've got a, a lot of news to cover um, over the coming week and a lot of uh, follow-up, but uh, thank you very much for joining uh, me, uh, 
in real life. I wish Prof uh, could have been here as well. Um, hopefully we'll uh, see if we can do it next year. Kerry Clayton from Newstead Brewing, um, thank you very much for joining us. Hindo, uh, who was downstairs uh, and joined us early in, in, in the podcast. I'd also like to thank a special thank you to John um, Guano, who was our producer, who, mate, I almost think we came across uh, a little bit professional today. Yeah, maybe people will be saying we've... Uh, yeah, maybe people will be saying that... Sorry, actually. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> And almost on cue, <laughs> almost when, on when cue. people might have thought that we were looking a little bit professional, <laughs> my um, mic seemed to, seemed to have gone off. But um, I was wondering whether people might say, "Wow, they've lost their indie edge this year." No, not yeah, not they've, not, they've not at all. Too, it's come too big and professional. Just expanding our reach. Yeah. That's all. But uh, no. And also, most importantly, uh, thank you very much to Bintani for. Uh, I was going to come to that. Supporting this um, this live webcast. Very important support. Great company. World's best ingredients, handpicked by Bintani, and uh, and, and you know, all, all kidding aside, we do we, you know, these sorts of things can't take place without uh, commercial sponsors, and we are absolutely blessed to have people who like what we do and we like what they do. And a, as we found out uh, today, they are the biggest supplier to Bolter. So none of that was handpicked, um, and it, it's just sometimes things uh, have a habit of working out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so James, Kerry, Hindo, uh, all of our guests, uh, Jamie Cook, uh, Michael Cameron, Dave Padden, um, Richard Watkins, who chose not to be. <laughs> well, it's too important. We, we did want to get Richard uh, on, on the podcast, but obviously he was very excited at his uh, number four finish. Um, so we might catch up with him. Number three finish. So we'll catch up with him uh, very, very soon. And we probably need to catch up with uh, um, Young Henrys as well to find out a little bit more about them. Sorry, Kerry, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And, of course, thank you to you guys, obviously. You're, you're bringing the news to the people, and at the end of the day, the Hottest 100, what it, what it really is, it, it gets people thinking about beer, it gets people talking about beer, it gets people drinking beer. And that's what we want in this landscape of Australia, in this craft beer market that we're in right now, and uh, Brews News is a big part of that. So thank you very much, you guys. Well, thank you. So, uh, well, and... Uh, also, thank you to everyone who has listened in and has joined in the chat room because it's been phenomenal. And uh, one of the things, we, we can't keep uh, track with everything that's happening um, in the uh, countdown as we take care of the mayhem that happens here as surfers and uh, people join us. So thank you very much for all of your insights and questions. And uh, hopefully you've uh, picked up a little bit and you'll join us. Uh, we, we, we're actually going to do this more often. So um, hopefully you'll join us uh, as we do that. So uh, look, Hottest 100, done and dusted for another year. Um, we can't wait to see what happens to the brewers at uh, peak this year. And we can't wait to see what happens in 2018 for the 2019 uh, Hottest 100 countdown. So... I'm actually a little bit scared to sign off because there's going to be some serious partying happening downstairs <laughs> um, and we happen to land in the thick of it. So uh, it, didn't, it certainly didn't happen at Staves last year, as you said, James. <laughs> and we have, we, we, we've already had someone bid for next year. Um, it was a Great Ocean Road Brewery. I'm just uh, Rogue Wade Brewing Company uh, from Aries in Inlet. Can you run your program from Rogue Wave and Aries Inlet next year? We'll certainly see what we can do and uh, see if we can get sponsorship down there. And, uh, but no, thank you everyone for listening and thank you for being part of it. And uh, thank you for, to Bintani for, uh, pro uh, for letting us bring uh, this podcast together. So without any further ado, let's sign off and uh, maybe go and have one of those hottest 100 number one 
XPAs from uh, Bolter Brewing. So thank you, everyone, and uh, good night and good luck. As Prof would say, and we're out. <laughs> and that was Australian Brews News Countdown, the hottest 100. If you've made it this far, I hope you enjoyed the live countdown. If you did, don't forget Australian Brews News produces two pod- podcasts, Radio Brews News and also Beer is a Conversation, which you can subscribe to through your favourite podcast app. Just search Radio Brews News. Thanks again to Bintani for making the show possible. World's best ingredients, handpicked by Bintani. We look forward to joining you next time. Mm-hmm.